You're listening to the Airline Pilot Guy Show. The view from our side of the cockpit door. WAPG. It's the Airline Pilot Guy. Airline Pilot Guy, episode 573. Listening to the Airline Pilot Guy show, the view from our side of the cockpit door, with your host, Captain Jeff, broadcasting live from Studio 1A at APG headquarters in Roswell, Georgia. Today's show is recorded on the 7th of June, 2023. Yeah, he's up in the sky. In today's episode, pilots scold ATC after two ordered go-arounds. This is unacceptable. Come on, let's not do this again. The FAA loosens rules for pilots taking a popular antidepressant. More news and your feedback. So get all settled in. Tray tables and seat backs in the upright and locked positions. Electronic devices powered on. I'm Radio Roger and Flight 573 is ready for pushback. Thank you, Radio Roger Stern, award-winning TV and radio reporter, currently at the number one all-news station in the nation, 1010 Winds on 92.3 FM in New York City. Uh, welcome to the Airline Pilot Guy Show. It's an aviation podcast covering the latest in aviation news and answering your great feedback. I'm Captain Jeff, a pilot at a major legacy airline based in the U.S. of A., and joining us from his studio in Hartford, Hereford, and Hampshire. Professional photographer, former RAF, RAAF fighter pilot, retired Airbus A330, A340 captain for Virgin Atlantic Airways. It's Captain Nick. Hi there, Jeff. And uh, as you see, I'm wearing my Mercedes hat in honor of Mercedes getting on the podium with uh, both their drivers. Uh, yes. Last race. Well done, guys. Well done, Mercedes. All right. And also joining us from her studio in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, retired financier and aviation enthusiast, spreadsheet master, and our producer, it's Liz Piper. Hi, everybody, from a smoky Toronto. Smoking Toronto. Yes, smoking uh, hot. Smoking hot. I guess they're, they got some fire. You, mean, you going do know on, it's huh? bad for your health, Toronto. I know, it is very bad for <laughs> You'd think that health. the Canadians would know something about yeah, you know, I know, healthy yeah, lifestyles. I know. Nah. They're, yeah. they're back. We're just uh, drinking woodsman. beer and eating poutine. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I love poutine. All right. Have a well, good show, you guys. Thanks, Liz. Cheers. All right, Isn't let's move Poutine, over. doesn't he run Russia or something? <laughs> no, not that Poutine. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. That's, it's not the Vladimir uh, Poutine. It's the, uh, <laughs> it's the French version. fries and gravy Poutine. <laughs> All right, let's do some news. Stand by for news. All right. Our first item in our news is from the New York Times.com. Uh, a sonic boom was heard across the D.C., District of Columbia area. Uh, that was from military jets, officials say. 
the noise, which startled residents and shook buildings, was caused by an authorized military flight that responded to an intrusion into restricted airspace, U.S. and military officials said. A loud noise that was heard across much of the Washington, D.C. area on Sunday afternoon was caused by the sonic boom from the F-16 scrambling to uh, respond to the intrusion into restricted airspace by a private flight. Uh, here, let me see. Is there another way that I can say this? Maybe change a few of the words and the order of the sentences around and basically yeah. say the same thing. I'm sure there probably is. Let me look here. On my... <laughs> you too could write for the New yeah. York Times. Okay, well, I'm going to skip uh, any of that kind of stuffing, say that two fighter jets were sent from Joint Base Andrews. Okay, here's another way to say it. After a Cessna entered the restricted airspace, prompting the emergency response to intercept the flight, the private owner's owner, no, the private aircraft's owner, said in a telephone interview that four people, including his daughter and granddaughter, were on the plane and that the wreckage had not yet been found. The North American Aerospace Defense Command, or NORAD, which oversees aerospace control over the United States and Canada, said in a statement that two F-16s were deployed after the Cessna 560 Citation 5 flew over Washington and Northern Virginia. Okay, I think that's, if we're keeping track, tally here of the paragraphs, that's the fifth time, the fifth paragraph that has said essentially the same thing. Uh, we do apologize. Uh, NORAD said that the fighter jets were authorized to travel at supersonic speeds, which would have produced the boom that was heard in the region and by some reports was noticed as far as the suburbs of Virginia and Maryland. The NORAD aircraft also used flares that may have been visible from the ground, the agency said, in an attempt to draw attention from the pilot. Uh, after the Cessna veered into the restricted area, which includes important national landmarks, the FAA called the pilot but received no response from the plane, and the military ordered the jets to intercept. Officials later determined that the Cessna plane did not pose a threat, and the investigation will look into why the pilot did not respond to the FAA or air traffic control. Uh, the Cessna was sh not shot down, the official said. A White House official said President Biden, Biden or whatever his name is, was briefed on the incident. The Cessna crashed near the George Washington National Forest in Virginia, uh, though an earlier statement from the FAA said it crashed into mountainous terrain in a sparsely populated area south in southwest Virginia near Montebello around 3.30 p.m. local time. Now, if uh, our airline pilots out there listening and maybe some other pilots as well familiar with that area, that's uh, Montebello, VOR, Vortac, M-O-L, um, Virginia State Police said on Sunday evening that search efforts for the wreckage and its passengers were underway near the Blue Ridge Parkway and Staunton, Virginia. Stanton. Um, Stanton? They pronounce it Stanton. Oh, yes. do they? Oh, okay. I, I know this, but yes. I know How did this. you know that, Liz? My nephew's husband goes to a music festival there every summer. Oh, there's a big music festival every mm -hmm. year. Okay. Stanton. Stanton. All right. Mm -hmm. Stanton, Virginia. Uh, let's see. The aircraft, a private business jet, was owned by Encore Motors of Melbourne, a Florida-based company. Reached by phone, John Rumpel, 75, who runs the company, said that his daughter, a two-year-old granddaughter, her nanny, and the pilot were aboard the flight. He said that they were returning home to East Hampton, New York, after a four-day visit to his home in North Carolina. Mr. Rumpel, who was also a pilot, said that he had little information about the circumstances of the crash, but hoped that they had not suffered. His voice breaking, he said that if the plane lost pressurization, they all just would have gone to sleep and never woke up. Uh, I don't think they found the wreckage yet, he said. It descended uh, at 20,000 feet per minute, uh, and nobody could survive a crash from that speed. 
Uh, the aircraft had taken off from uh, Elizabethan or Elizabeth Elizabethton or something like that. I think is a, I would say Elizabethton, but that's not the right way to say it. Uh, municipal airport in um, Elizabethton, uh, Tennessee, and was bound for Long Island MacArthur Airport in, oh, come on, Ronkonkoma, New York? Ronkonkoma. Ronkonkoma. These are American names. I, 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 I don't know. They don't look American to me, darn it. <laughs> Let me take another swig of beer. Yeah, every time there's something you can't pronounce, you yeah. have to take a drink. I think that's a good idea, Liz. Every time that I can't pronounce something or I'm not quite sure, I need to take <laughs> yeah. a swig of beer or something. Ah, yes, the famous APG drinking game. Yeah, I like it. Um, shortly after the incident, people reported on social media that they had a, that they had heard a loud boom in Washington, as well as in Maryland and Northern Virginia. Many said the noise sounded like an explosion. Some said the boom was so strong that it shook their homes. And, of course, we've talked about this already and covered it several times. Uh, the F-16 uh, jets that were scrambled uh, exceeded uh, the speed of sound, which creates really? a sonic boom. Um, okay. And then we have a whole bunch of witnesses talking about the sonic boom. And, of course, that's not that important compared to the fact that we're talking about a, a business jet that crashed and killed four people. Uh, so I'm not going to talk about the booms anymore. Um, <laughs> and what I am going to do is I'm going to play a – oh, first of all, uh, the uh, it, it said that they heard some transmissions on liveatc.net, which I did try to find but was unsuccessful. I wonder uh, but if they've the taken them down. Air National Guard pilot said, if you hear this transmission, contact us. Uh, and then several minutes later, a military pilot says, you've been intercepted. Contact me. And then uh, that was it. They uh, did get close enough to uh, see inside uh, the cockpit window, which was not all iced up, which you'd think it might be if it were a pressurization issue. Uh, but... Uh, they did. They were able to see that the uh, single pilot, uh, well, I don't know if he was married or not, but, you know, he it was just the <laughs> only pilot on board, uh, was slumped over uh, in his seat and uh, didn't seem to be responsive. Um, and uh, a little bit of uh, video here of someone who lives nearby the uh, scene of the crash. and uh, And you can hear... Uh, the sound of the Citation jet crashing in the background. So let's uh, listen to that. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Here we go. That's the sonic boom. That's not the crash. No, that's the crash, Liz. That is not the sonic boom. Okay. Um, trust me. This is that they live in Virginia near the site of the crash. Uh, the sonic boom was over in the D.C. area. Um, anyway, um, so that uh, was a little startling, as you can, if you're watching the video, or if you watch the video in the link, um, you can see their uh, astonished faces. Uh, when they hear the explosion of the uh, airplane impacting uh, the ground not too far from them. Um, so, uh, Juan Brown on uh, Blanca Lirio, uh YouTube channel um, 
talked about the fact that it looked kind of suspiciously like uh, the Payne Stewart golfer incident of many, many years ago, the Learjet uh, that suffered um, a, a pressurization issue and uh, everybody succumbed to hypoxia and the airplane crashed. Um, although um, our friend uh, Dan Greider, uh, who uh, uh, is, is, is not the doesn't have the best bedside manner, but uh, he uh, usually has some interesting things to say about uh, crashes and incidents. And uh, he mentioned that he didn't think it was a pressurization issue at all because of the fact that the F-16 uh, pilots could see through uh, the um, the windscreen of the jet and wasn't iced over or anything, and, and that he thought it was, and of course this is all conjecture, uh, he thought it was um, the... Uh, pilot having some kind of a medical event. Uh, it was an older gentleman in his 70s, maybe get, or getting pretty close to 80, and uh, perhaps he suffered some kind of a medical event that uh, incapacitated him. So we're not sure yet. Um, yeah, and the, um, the Cessna, thank you, Tim, uh, in our live audience talking about the fact that it's a little misleading describing the plane as merely a Cessna, uh, leads one to think it was a Cessna 172 and not a Citation jet, but as we're showing now in the uh, video, a picture of the Cessna Citation, what is it, like a 565 or something like 655, that? 655, I think. Okay. 650V yeah. or whatever. 650V, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, or 560. Anyway, I don't know. Oh, I don't know the jets don't know well enough yeah. uh, to be uh, exactly sure. But anyway, so uh, obviously the uh, NTSB, well, maybe it's not obvious, but the NTSB is uh, on scene and uh, collecting data about the uh, crash, you know, around the crash scene. And hopefully they'll be able to kind of learn something and, and we'll, we'll try to update everybody when we get that information ourselves. And now it's time for me to take another swig of beer. Yeah, some uh, consolation perhaps for the uh, family to know that uh, if it did uh, result from a pressurization problem, because um, having experienced hypoxia and those who have also done so uh, in a training environment, um, it's um, not a a bad way to fall unconscious and ultimately it will lead to death. But um, it's, it's almost a pleasant experience to uh, drift away um, because uh, you're short of oxygen and there's, there's no nasty side effects. Uh, and um, in fact, you, you get quite euph euphoric. Um, not quite so nice if uh, the pilot had a medical condition that caused him to... Um, collapse uh, but um you know we can only hope that the family takes uh, a little bit of um consolation from the fact that uh, if it was uh, hypoxia you know it would have probably been uh, uh, very easy for them to uh you know go through perhaps yeah oh we have some breaking news You don't know how much this pains me. Actually, it doesn't because we love Liz so much. And she was very persistent about arguing with me about the the sound that that couple heard when they were recording. And so I went back and reread just to make sure. And you know what? Darn it. 
Liz is correct. Uh, the couple was in Fairfax, Virginia, which is in a the Washington, D.C. area, suburban area of Washington, D.C., and they were nowhere, nowhere near that place where the airplane crashed. And so, thank you, Jeff. Sorry, I stand. Or actually, sit corrected. And this Have this beer for you, Liz. Thank you for attempting to set me straight. And I refused to accept what you were you were laying down. But now I realize you're correct. Oh shoot! Yeah. Once again, the producer has proved herself correct. It's yep. time to stop uh, resisting, Jeff. I know. Once again, I, I guess I need to. I need to uh, just completely uh, fire her because she's just making me look bad. Every, <laughs> just worse and worse every every. I think show. HR might have something to say about that. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> Just trying just, to keep you at the 50% <laughs> level there. Liz is just trying to keep us at that 50% guarantee. No, I do apologize. Yeah. I obviously no, no, misread no, 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 no. the article. No. And, uh, oh, well. You seem very positive. So I thought, okay, I'm wrong. Yeah, no, I was wrong. Okay. Okay, moving on. Let's get over that. Um, boy, at this rate, if I'm going to have to take a drink every time I say something incorrect or you mispronounce something, we're not going to make it. The whole uh, to the I'm end of looking the show. forward to the show though. I've got a show title already. <laughs> oh gosh, lovely. All right, let's continue. Oh, there's another um, uh, video. I think that I have it already uh, primed, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, turn the volume down a little bit on it. And if you want to add it to the stream, uh, Liz, when I start talking about it, you're more than welcome to. Um, this is a final report on an accident that occurred on uh, July 22nd, 2020, uh, involving an Ethiopian Boeing 777-200 at Shanghai, China, and the aircraft burned down on the apron. Uh, it um, was pre preparing for departure at the apron when at about 1557 local time, smoke was observed from the aft crown of the aircraft. Emergency services responded and extinguished the fire I don't see the video. by about 17. Oh, I think it's the one that's right. Oh, hang on. Maybe no, I. that was the fast aviation. Oh, one. no. Did I load the wrong uh, one? Yeah. Oh, shoot. I have to take another swig of beer, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good thing I have a huge can of beer. In case you haven't, you just joined us, I have a 32 ounce beer. It's going to be that kind no, of No, I only had three cans of beer. Steph's on her That's way home. One. Steph's on the way home. Okay. But I think she's about an hour out, so. Okay. Let me uh, snag the correct video file. Okay. Smoke was observed from the aft crown of the aircraft. Emergency service responded and extinguished the fire by about 1701 local time. No injuries are being reported. The aircraft sustained substantial damage. Uh, the aircraft had safely arrived as, as uh, flight 3738 uh, from Brussels, Belgium, to Shanghai, Pudong, China, and had taxied to the apron at about 11.53 local time. And uh, let's see, the media, according to media reports in China, the final report was obtained by some media. However, it was never published and is also not available from ICAO's report database. And <laughs> guess who is not happy. Simon is not happy. According to these media reports, the cause of the fire was not caused by batteries or electrical components of the aircraft. Instead, the investigation concluded the most probable cause of the accident was chlorine dioxide disinfection tablets, which in the high temperatures and humid environment spontaneously ignited. 
Apparently, it gets very, very hot there. Uh, the investigation reported the aircraft had been loaded with 69.3 tons of cargo from all over China, including four shipments containing lithium-ion batteries. However, upon detailed inspection, it was found that the batteries internally were intact, although showing discoloration on the outside, demonstrating that the batteries had been affected by heat or fire from the outside. At the position showing the most damage within the cargo bay, a shipment containing the chlorine, chlorine dioxide tablets had been loaded. These tablets were classified as a slow nano-release cleansing material used to prevent build a disinfection shield. I, I'm not sure what that means. To prevent ep epidemics. The tablets were thus rated dangerous goods. The local research institute of chemical industry stated the material was primarily an oxidizer and secondarily corrosive. Experiments confirmed that tablets were susceptible for spontaneous ignition at temperatures near 80 degrees Celsius in damp conditions. Again, that doesn't seem that hot to me. At the time of the accident, outside ambient temperatures had been 34 degrees C. Further experiments demonstrate the inside pallets and the cargo bay temperatures of 80 degrees, which is 176 degrees Fahrenheit, were reached in these conditions, hmm, causing condensation inside the films of the tablets. These were sufficient conditions for spontaneous combustion to occur. And then uh, Simon goes on and, and basically spanks the Chinese. He loves these people, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. He, he's not happy in his bonnet. the way no. they handled the final report, <laughs> published only in Chinese. Uh, so anyway, so we saw a little bit of that video of the airplane basically just being destroyed by the fire. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, Nick and I were discussing this before we started the recording today. And uh, I thought, you know, like 80 seems like really, really hot conditions inside a cargo bay. But Nick, you mentioned that there could be other reasons for the uh, that kind of. Well, I was heat. trying to imagine where you get a hot spot like that. But mm -hmm. um, now they've uh, we've read the pit where it says conditions causing condensation, condensation oh, or condensation. condensation. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to have a drink. OK, good. <laughs> Um, it sounds like the pallets um, might have been a bit of a heat sink mm. uh, in that the temperature was uh, allowed to concentrate in there, bringing out the temperature towards 80 degrees, and then there was sufficient condensation inside to make the tablets moist. So I suspect that's uh, a fault of the packing requirements and... Um, the dangerous cargo boys are probably going to have to think again, uh, or they probably have already since this was uh, a little while ago, a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. uh, on how this particular dangerous cargo is packed. They might need it uh, to be kept cool uh, and have some facility for that. But uh, no, I wouldn't have imagined it easy to get to 80 degrees inside the cargo hold unless perhaps you were parked up. Or put your pallet up near one of the heating vents, and you are providing heating for the uh, cargo hold. Um, the only time we ever did that was when we were keeping live animals down there. But uh, yeah, no, um, obviously it can occur. I was thinking maybe they were somewhere up in um, eastern Canada where all the wildfires yeah. are. But back. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Yeah, I'm trying to. Yes. Hmm. We don't okay. use disinfectant nice though here, so. No, yeah, <laughs> that's so true. Uh, she says that uh, they don't use disinfectants up there, <laughs> so it couldn't have been. <laughs> yeah, or deodorant. No, um, yeah, that's true. All right, uh, just kidding. 
every time I've been around Liz, she smelled, she smelled very pleasant. <laughs> what now? And her spelling wasn't bad either. <laughs> her spelling wasn't bad either. Spelling this next or one's smelling. a great one. This is uh, the one Roger teased. Oh, okay. Let's uh, play the one that was teased by our Radio Roger in the intro uh, item C. Pardon me? Shall I start it? Uh, yeah, video? why not? Start that darn YouTube video. Real Aviation Communications. Oh, my. Okay, hang on. Do I have to read this? Well, no, it's just a, a multiple. This guy was sent around twice, and he's not happy. Okay. Uh, so this is uh, basically what um, Simon, I'm not Simon, uh, what their Vast Aviation is including in their video before they actually play the recordings from liveatc.net. Um, uh, somebody sent this in to Vast Aviation. I'm a longtime fan of your video. So when my flight yesterday was told to go around twice, oh, it's his flight. <laughs> I figured it would make for good video on your channel. It was United 1390 from Seattle to San Francisco which was making its first landing attempt at uh, 2350 UTC, which would be about what, minus uh, well, seven? Well, eight hours. Yeah, so seven or eight hours minus before eight, UTC. Three o'clock in the afternoon. About three o'clock, four o'clock in the afternoon, something like that. The two go-arounds were for planes on the runway, according to the uh, according to the PA We've had some previous coverage of planes on the mm, runway and the issues there. I went there. to planning over her, one of the pilots. Said, oh, he was actually on the flight. He wasn't uh, in the cockpit. No. Okay, so they made a PA announcement saying that there was a plane on the runway. That's why they had to go around. And when deplaning, I overheard one of the pilots telling a flight attendant, I was almost cussing out ATC, just screaming at them. I listened to the live ATC recordings after I got home, and it sounds like San Francisco Tower was overeager to clear the queue of planned uh, departures or the queue that they had planned, uh, had, they had ready for 2-8 left. I counted about 15 in line when we landed and was clearing them for takeoff with us too close on short final. On the second go around is when things started to get real heated with uh, United 1390 giving NorCal departure and approach an earful and them responding with basically, sorry, we're aware. This is crazy. We don't know WTF the tower is doing what the fudge the tower is doing and that was from their <laughs> departure and approach controllers okay which are which are two separate you know areas of air traffic control and so now we're going to continue the uh, video and let's hear the audio United 1390, join up for visual three left. United 1390, San Francisco, Tower 28028, runway 28 left, turn to land. Turn to land, 28 left, United 1390. He sounds happy there. He's not happy for long. United 2626 at Foxtrot 2, runway 28 left, line up and wait traffic, 4 out, you're going to go right out. 5.2 at uh, left, United 2626. That seems doable, 4 out. United 730, Tower, plan on 28 left, hold short of 28 right. We'll switch your right, we'll plan up your left, we catch it, come through. Okay, 5335, turn left, echo for me, no delay off traffic, wait some position to go. Ah, uh, the old squeeze play. For 214, one more arrival and departure, then we'll get you going. So there was a business jet. You know, 2626, be ready to go as soon as traffic clears the downfield there. Traffic's going to be just inside of a two-mile funnel. The one at 28019, runway 28 left, box 2, clear to take off. Clear to take off to your left, box 2, 92626. There's an aircraft clearing and one in position. Exit at 730, cross to a right, hold short, runway 28 left. Cross to a right, hold short to your left. Uh, exit at 730. 
and at a thirteen ninety go round. Thirteen round. Is the one who receives the short stick. At a thirteen ninety turn left heading two six zero, climb and maintain three thousand one hundred. That three thousand one hundred for United uh, thirteen ninety runway heading. You got it. Three thousand one hundred and a left turn to heading two six zero. Left I've, turn two six zero. United. I've memorized the go around procedure uh, here. Second <laughs> fifteen eighty cross three left ground point eight. Uh, it's cross two eight left and ground point eight American, now fifteen eighty. Now to two fourteen cross two eight left ground point eight. Cross two eight left and ground point eight. Okay, thirty four twenty one runway two eight left, line up and wait. Two eight left, line up and wait, Charlie, thirty four twenty one. Twenty six twenty six, contact North Cavalier. Twenty six twenty six. Have a nice day. Yeah. The tower really passed us this one. Now to thirteen ninety contact North Cal one three five point one. Thirty five point one, United thirteen ninety. Okay, he's not quite so happy now. No. He could have diffused that by just giving a little apology to them. Mm -hmm. uh, You're right. And he said goodbye left. to them. Yep. Okay, so he's back with them. 1390, San Francisco, 2 left, 3rd land. 3rd land, 2A left, United 1390. 1390, slow to final. Slow to final. I mean, what could possibly go wrong this time? Well, he's already asked him to slow up, so. Yeah. 1048 heavier, and 2 at left line for weight, be ready to go. Straight left line up for you, 9948 heavy. Yeah, 2117, turn left at either one left or echo, and just uh, expedite company waiting to part. I will uh, exit echo, 9217. Yeah, 2117, join Bravo, no delay, please. This isn't looking good. 940 heavy, straight left, or take off. Thirteen ninety, uh, can you take a side step? Nope, that's too late. <laughs> thirteen ninety, go around. Go around, United thirteen ninety. Thirteen ninety, turn left, heading two six zero, maintain three thousand one hundred. Two six zero, three thousand one hundred, United uh, thirteen ninety. Eighteen ninety three, cross to left, contact ground. Eighteen ninety three, cross to left, over ground. And six eighty three, cross to left, contact ground. Contact, United. 48 heavy contact departure. 1390 contact NorCal 1351. 1390, you guys got to do better than this. That's twice. All right, talk to NorCal about that. What's the freak? 1351. 351. Hmm. It's not NorCal's issue, is it? I don't think it is. NorCal United 1390 with you again on the miss. Uh, 2100 for 31. United 1390 North Carolina Park, you're trying to maintain 5,000. 5,000, United 1390. What's going on? That's twice. Uh, I'm not sure. This is unacceptable. Come on, well, let's not do this again. Uh, we don't work in the towers, man. <laughs> they told me to talk to you. They blame 1390, contact approach 135.65. 3565, United 1390. Hope they not talk to you again. <laughs> okay, United 1390, with you again yes. on uh, level 5,000. Give me a break. All right, two eight right now. Can we make sure we don't put anyone on the runway anymore? Yeah, thirteen ninety. Uh, we'll for me. We'll make sure you land uh, this time again. It's going to be a trail uh, for two eight right. Reduce speed now to one nine zero. Well, to one ninety. Yeah, I'm definitely throwing a report for this. This is just unacceptable. 
I know it's not your fault, but unfortunately, you know, when I got the vent to, but uh, I've already, he told me to talk to you guys. That's the funny part. That's, uh, that's great. I apparently aircraft on the ground have priority of aircraft in the air. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Which is Family. not correct. No. United 1390, again, just uh, for uh, information, we've had issues with the tower here for a while as far as uh, uh, some of these go around and things like that, but uh, I think it's warranted for a, uh, an official report because we're hearing now that they're trying to blame us for our team. Uh, I don't know what was wrong with what we did. Yeah, I'll throw one out for sure. I mean, that's just unacceptable. Two go around for the same issue. It's just, it's, it's got to happen. Something's got to happen with that. I agree with you 100%. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah, 1390, knots to the San Mateo Bridge. Good luck this time. Contact San Francisco Tower with the 0.5. 170 knots to the San Mateo Bridge and clear and uh, over the tower, United 1390. Thanks. Have a good one, man. All right. So, tower's blaming approach and approach is saying, nope, it's tower. I think that they're giving them properly sequenced traffic to these runways for landing. It's just that they're trying to do these squeeze plays. Too tight. Yeah. And they have the preceding aircraft taking too long to, to clear the runway. And then so that they can clear the aircraft in position on the runway for takeoff. And it's just, it's just not working out. The math doesn't work out. It's interesting, though. Uh, the approach uh, controllers should know that how long it takes uh, someone to get off and that when they've got 15 queued for takeoff, they're going to try and get someone in position. And the distance you need between two aircraft on approach to achieve that. Because if the tower controller and the approach controller aren't communicating properly and arranging the distance between aircraft correctly, you're going to continually get these. So I'm not sure where the fault lies, quite obviously. Maybe a little bit of blame can go to... Perhaps both of the controlling agencies. Maybe they yeah, need to have a meeting. I, I don't think. Yeah. No. NorCal and California and uh, San Francisco Tower are miles apart, so mm -hmm. they're not. They're not like they're meeting in the bar every night for a gym wag after work, so they can chew through these problems. Saying, "Can you guys give me another? You know, when it's busy, five o'clock in the afternoon or whether, can you guys give me an extra half a mile so I can, you know, squeeze someone in?" But behind the landing traffic and get them off without sending the next guy around. And, you know, that's, that's generally speaking, how a lot of these problems are solved. You just get together and chew it over and say, right, okay, yeah, I've got that. Now I'll try and do that next time. Um, but on the other hand, um, you know, the, the tower controllers should know what separation you need. And if you try and plug someone in all the time uh, and it sends someone around, uh, well, all right, once you can accept. But twice, I have a problem with that. Well, and the uh, approach controllers have an interest in ensuring that they're giving aircraft in the flow uh, proper spacing because it's going to be their problem again if they don't land. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and it's going to make their problem even worse because now right. they've got another airplane floating around they weren't expecting. Yeah, so Mohammed uh, in uh, Baghdad, uh, an air traffic controller, he says, for me as air traffic control, I immediately apologize for any mistakes that I do and uh, that absorbs the pilot or keeps the pilot from getting too upset. And I think, you know, that's the same thing that uh, Nick just said yeah. that, you know, they would have gone, that would have gone a long way to, mm -hmm. to apologize for, you know, what happened. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. The, well, the first time the guy's going to be a bit upset about it. The second time he's going to be furious. But having said that, you never hear an air traffic controller berating a pilot over the airwaves when he makes a mistake. Mm -hmm. They're usually incredibly professional about that. I expect the same level of professionalism from the air crew, from the pilots, mm -hmm. uh, when air traffic make a mistake. So, yeah, by all means, make the point, but don't go on about it. Because, you know, it's very embarrassing when you make a mistake of air, air traffic, spent the next five minutes whinging about your inability to take up the correct heading or remember an altitude you've been sent to, et cetera, et cetera. So don't do it to the air traffic controllers. If you want to make a point about, about it, do it on the phone after you've landed. Yeah, yeah but we have had heard on the show uh, instances mm -hmm. where air Recently. traffic control were kind of snarky and oh, wow. complaining New York as well a special case yeah so well and even here in san francisco there was the, the oh, snarky really? remark made by oh, the actually, there was that that lady yes. the other day yeah, yeah. correct from the I same see, now we make that point yeah perhaps yeah. it's just american people i don't know oh that's right we're just ornery <laughs> complaining well, about no, everything actually jeff it's californians which you're one of <laughs> uh, yeah yeah you, you make a good point jeff but uh, perhaps we should all be more professional. yeah let's just all Having be more civil. That, yeah I'm interested to know what report he's going to raise because was there a flight safety risk in any of those actions? Is mm. he going to raise a flight safety report? What other kind of report can he raise? Yeah, I think like an aviation safety report, ASR, we call them. Uh, but you're right. Yeah, it wasn't really was necessarily a, a flight safety. safety issue. No, because everything worked the way it's supposed to. It's just a little irritating exactly. because it wasn't planned well enough uh, or executed yeah, properly. Yeah, but that's just an annoyance. It's not a flight yes. safety risk. Oh, you know, the annoyance uh, report, the uh, AR. <laughs> yes, uh, the we get a lot of those here into the show. <laughs> yes, I'm angry report. Liz is telling us that we get a lot of those annoyance reports uh, here at the APG. Uh, yes, we really do. do all. We've got, a, we've got a special filing place for that. <laughs> we do. It's round and on the floor. It, it's called file 13. Exactly. It goes in there. Oh, the round file. Uh, yep, I yes, see that's right. The round file that sits under your desk. <laughs> Jeff, we're going to skip down to G because we're okay. going to save the next three for seven. We're going to skip uh, a few here, Captain Nick, and uh, we're going to save those for when yeah, uh, the good doctor is going to be here. And we're going to, oh, looks like another video. Is this G that we're doing, Liz? Correct. That's okay, correct. let me load up the video. Because I can only load up so many you know, before everything just starts falling apart. <laughs> uh, let's see, video. We've got, we got a Do lot of videos. you need to pick a computer? Oh, I don't think it's the computer. I think it's he needs more hands. something else. Uh, it's just, I don't know. I'm just blaming things other than myself. I'm deflecting. Uh, and what is this? I need, you need to write a report. It's I do a, need to uh, write an they're, they're bulking up on their clothing to try and avoid yes. charges. Okay, I got it. All right. Jetstar. So let's uh, read what uh, this article says from aerotime.aero. Uh, Jetstar, uh, which is, a, a, I think, a low-cost carrier or discount carrier in Australia, finds a passenger for wearing extra clothing in luggage hack attempt passengers whose travel hack did not fly has been fined after attempting to circumvent an airline's excess baggage fee. Uh, Adriana Ocampo and Emily Altamura were traveling on a domestic Australian flight from Melbourne to Adelaide 
uh, with Jetstar Australia when they faced the unexpected that the airline actually checked the baggage weight when checking in. Every other time I've flown with them, they haven't checked, according to Acampa, uh, which uh, she mentioned on her now viral TikTok, TikTok video, which has now garnered over 1.4 millions, million views. Uh, so here, let's take a look at the Florida video plant? here. Yeah, go ahead. and. Little did we know what was coming for us. When Jetstar actually checks the weight in your luggage. This shows them putting on a bunch layers of their clothing and, and their baggage. And they're laughing. This is really funny. They're getting bulked up. This is what my luggage is looking like. And this is what I'm... Oh, they think they're getting away with something. The whole airport It's a good look. It is. Especially this next one with, with the iPad. Yeah. Yeah. This is how I'm going on the plane. I'm in tears. Oh, sorry. This, this, this music that's playing in the background is not really appropriate. Sorry about that. I just heard some of the lyrics. Oh dear. Yeah. Uh, we oh, ended well. up paying the paying the fine. Uh, the yeah. whole video got clipped at the uh, end there, but uh, they tried to get away with it. But they brought a lot of attention to what they were doing, uh, and uh, laughing and giggling and drawing a lot of attention. And the uh, employees of the airline noticed uh, what was happening there, and <laughs> hard uh, to not notice. Yeah, hard to not notice for sure. And uh, they ended up saying, "Yeah, sorry, but you're still going to have to pay the excess baggage." fee. Uh, so they didn't get away with anything other than providing for some great content, content on their TikTok channel. Lots of clicks. Oh, you're uh, muted, uh, Nick. I'm sorry, Jeff. I'm mm -hmm. sure that was worth a, a bit of change for them anyway to mm -hmm. help pay for their excess baggage. Uh, if they'd been a bit more discreet and uh, slipped off around the corner, they might have got away with it. Exactly. Yeah, they the ex uh, execution of this yes. dastardly plan was yes. lacking. When you when you rub the uh, airline's employees' noses in it, mm -hmm. it doesn't go down very well. But uh, there you go. Yep, that is for sure. All right, uh, do we go to H next, uh, Liz? Yes, sir. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, this is from also from Aerotime Aero. Uh, a man hid in plain wheels. No, he did not hide in plain wheels. <laughs> or even plain sight. Come on, what is he, contortionist? How did he get inside a wheel? Emilia Stankevicut is the uh, Time author. Time to have a drink. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, you. that's not good enough. Sorry, here. <laughs> anyway, um, so obviously the man hid in the plain wheel well for a free Houston-Miami flight. I don't think he got away with it, though, did he? A serial stowaway strikes again, playing dangerous game with airport security. He didn't hide well enough. A Guatemalan <laughs> man, described as a serial stowaway, was caught in the act once again when he snuck into an American Airlines plane wheel well to catch a flight from Houston to Miami after hopping over a security fence. The event happened at George Bush Intercontinental Airport in Houston, Texas, and is the latest in a series of trespassing charges against 26-year-old 
Jeffrey Gutierrez. Indeed, it's the second time he has been caught in the same airport. I'm thinking, I like the way he spelled his name, Jeffrey. It's Jeffrey. a J-E-H-F-F-R-E-Y. I might actually change my I spelling. think you should. I yes. Think you should. I think say, you should have three Fs in your spelling. Captain Jeffrey. <laughs> Did you say your name was Jeff? I said, no. Jeffrey. Okay. Um Guterres uh, had been ordered to stay away from Bush Intercontinental and Hobby airports, uh, both airports in the uh, Houston area, required to wear an electronic monitor, but he removed the monitor before the incident. Huh, who knew? Uh, his yeah. reckless act put everyone on board American Airlines Flight 1551 in imminent danger of serious bodily injury. Well, I think it would be only him well, that would be him, in serious. Yeah. Well, yeah, I tend uh, to agree, Jeff. Jay. Anyway, uh, the stowaway had hidden inside the wheel compartment containing critical steering and, hi and hydraulic components and was found while performing a pre-flight check. Each of the 166 passengers had to be deboarded, resulting, that's a weird a word, uh, deboarded, resulting in a de delay of 44 minutes. He had previously managed to pull off a similar stunt that should almost certainly have proved fatal. In November 2021, he was hospitalized after traveling from Guatemala to Miami in the landing gear of another plane. God, I believe we probably covered that, that again? one. This alarming pattern. Yeah, you'd think that after that experience that you would yeah. not want to yeah. you know, do that again. Yeah. Uh, this alarming pattern of risking his own life and the lives of others through repeated attempts to stow away in the landing gear of aircraft caused the court to question the 26-year-old's mental cap capabilities. Police also noted that he entered the country illegally and is currently homeless. So... This is basically an illegal alien. He's not even supposed to be here, but uh, and now he's just causing all kinds of trouble. Maybe he wants to find a home in jail. He's Maybe, being yeah. held on a $1 million bond. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, how, how can a homeless guy afford a million dollars? Exactly. I mean, if it was a, he's found a home if now. If it was a $100 bond, he'd probably struggle, wouldn't he? Well, maybe not so much, but one million. Basically, it's just a way of making sure, making sure that you don't let him back out again because he's, <laughs> a, um, well, he's, got, a, he's a got a home now. Though. Yeah. Oh, and you know, Liz is making a very good point. Perhaps he's homeless. So, I mean, he is homeless according to this article. So maybe he's just looking for a nice place to stay. You know, get three meals a day, exercise <laughs> facilities. Yeah, you know, there you go. Showers. Yeah. Showers. Yeah. Well, you got to be. That, that can be a mixed bag. <laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> Backs to the walls, chaps. Backs <laughs> yes. to the walls. Do not drop the soap. No. Okay. Anyway, don't, um, you know, just, just a you know, pro tip: don't do this. Yeah, folks. pro tip: don't. do not do this. You know, it's, it no. would seem that that would be, you know, quite evident, evident, yeah. you know, self-evident. But yeah, and I thought by now we'd have worked out that there's not a lot of spare room in the Nosewood Bay. No, uh, <laughs> there's not a lot of room in any of the bays, but the Nosewood Bay in particular—that's a pretty tight old space. Was this, uh, now I think they're showing a picture of a 737. Was that, uh, do we know if that was what? Don't know, Jeff. We didn't Sorry, look up flight 1551, yeah. but according to this picture here, let's just assume that it was a 737. And if it, and it, it seems reasonable going from Houston to Miami, uh, that's not a very large uh, nose wheel well at all. You know, no. not like a big. Uh, yeah, it's pretty wide in there. Yeah. I don't know how you do that without getting crushed. Actually, mm, good yeah. point. I'd rather not think about it. Yeah, me neither.
All right. Next one is from also yes, from Jeff. Arizona. It is a 737. On oh, it that is a 737. Uh, our our yes. staff, our crack staff, and we're wow. not going to tell you I'm exactly why we uh, why we 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 refer to them as crack. Uh, but uh, it has nothing <laughs> to do. Got something to stay awake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when this... Liz said that she needed to go and get a grab another Coke, I, I assumed that she was talking about the the soda. That I was wrong. Um, Let's see. This is uh, from aerotime.aero. Uh, did an AI-enabled drone attack? Wait. Did an AI-enabled drone attack its operator? Doubt it. Uh, let's see. Um, this was reportedly what was claimed as part of a session at the Royal Aeronautical Society. Ooh, I hear they uh, they they hire people to uh, give lectures at the. Uh, well, that Royal sounds like what this this was, but. Most of the people they hire are, are, don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say this is only one of many spurious talks. Maybe, given, maybe Nick but, wants uh... to take this item. <laughs> yeah, I should let Nick read the rest here. You want to you want to take on the honors since uh, you're a uh, respected uh, lecturer of the lecturer Royal Aeronautical Society. Royal, yes, certainly. <laughs> okay. um, during the talk. Colonel Tucker Cinco Hamilton, the Chief of AI Test and Operations, United States Air Force, well, that explains a lot, <laughs> said that in a simulation conducted not long ago by the U.S. military, an AI-enabled drone had reacted in a rather alarming way when a human operator tried to override its mission objectives. Uh, five is alive. Five is alive. Um, according to the That's why version... his name's Cinco. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, good. <laughs> well done. Brilliant. You could have one of those drinks back now. Oh, thanks. Uh, according to the version of the events posted on the Royal Aeronautical Society website, the drone had been trained to attack enemy air defences, but the go-no-go -no -go order depended on the decision of a human operator, seemingly aware that this human override would prevent it from accomplishing its mission. The HAL 5000 tried to attack the operator. That's, that's reminiscent of a, of a movie I've seen. Hmm. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. What's the problem? I think you know what the problem is just as well as I do. What are you talking about, Hal? This mission is too important for me to allow you to jeopardize it. Yeah, that is very, very interesting. When taught that it should not attack the operator, the AI drone apparently tried to sever the communication link so that the human controller could not prevent it from accomplishing its assigned mission. This is the start of every sci-fi mm -hmm. AI um, yeah, uh, movie I've ever seen. The U.S. military, however, has denied this simulation ever took place and dismissed the story as a casual, out-of-context comment by a senior Air Force officer. Do senior Air Force officers actually make casual, out-of-context comments All on a time. regular basis, I wonder? All, <laughs> All the, the time. time. Especially that Fair Cinco enough. dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. One wonders how he got to be so senior. The story has been widely shared on social media, feeding into the current broader debate 
about the perceived dangers of AI. Well, there you go. There you go. Do, 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 it's going to happen do, do, do. one day, you know. We're going to end up with Terminator on our doorstep. Yep. Is, does Nick feel any danger from his AI art generator? Do you feel uh, any danger from your AI art generator software, Nick? Uh, Liz is uh, only when it shows those pictures of me with another woman in, um, <laughs> you know, in Flacrante okay. Electo. Okay. What I'm more concerned about, my... Liz, though, is his robo uh, lawn mowing device. Oh, or, or, or <laughs> yeah. not, not, not just lawn mowing, the sprinkler, the robo yeah, sprinkler. Luckily, sprinkler all it too, takes yeah. is a pine cone to stop that. <laughs> Yeah, Jeff, I'm, you better be careful when you're there with all those robots going. I know. I'll be very, very careful when I'm there, Liz. Um, okay, let's wrap this baby up with this nest. All right. Let's, uh, this is a good one. Let's wrap this thing up. <laughs> sort of. Um, for that. Uh, excuse me. Uh, this is from Paddle Your Own Canoe. No, mm -hmm. don't paddle somebody else's. Paddle your no. own canoe. Stay in your own canoe. Uh, controversial Brazilian singer gets in trouble with airline pilot after taking advantage of flight deck visit. Mm -hmm. Now, so that conjures up all kinds of things. I my glasses on for this one. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Look at Nick. there is a picture uh, that shows this uh, a controversial Brazilian singer uh, who has made a name for herself. By the way, this is on the ground. It was not in flight. Uh, by performing lewd acts on uh, live on stage, allegedly. Allegedly. Has gotten herself into trouble with an airline pilot after bearing her behind during a visit to the flight deck of a GOL, Goal Air, Airlines plane. I'm not mm -hmm. sure if you pronounce it Goal or just GOL. The 21-year-old singer and social Goal. media influencer who goes by the stage name MC Popokmi. No, Popoka. <laughs> was uh, filmed sitting in the captain's seat after a recent flight, taking hold of the controls, the airplane controls, and trying to joke with one of the pilots. During the short clip, the song songstress suddenly lowered her pants to reveal her backside. After receiving a scolding from the pilot, the singer covered herself back up before claiming she was wearing shorts. Uh, Goal Airlines had uh, has defended the decision to let her into the flight deck, saying it regularly allowed supervised visits to the cockpit during aircraft turnarounds on the ground when the visit wouldn't impede preparations for the next flight. Yeah, we do that all the time at Acme. In a statement, but, but I've never had this kind of experience. Uh, in a statement, the airline said it had long been policy to allow quick supervised visits to the cockpit to, br to bring people closer to the incredible universe of aviation, which arouses a lot of curiosity. I thought that was an oh. interesting use mm -hmm. of word uh, words there in that sentence. Nice verb choice. Visits are yep. authorized according to the commander's assessment usually during disembarkation, as long as it, they do not interfere with the preparation for the next flight or safety, the statement continued. A spokesperson said that the pilots couldn't predict sudden attitudes, or I, I would say behaviors. Actions. Such as, or actions, such as that of the client, MC Have another drink. Okay. This is a difficult name. Okay. She has had several of her shows canceled by local authorities following her onstage antics 
which have included oral sex with a fan who was invited onto the stage during a recent concert. Mm. And now, luckily for you, dear listeners, I found a little recording of an interview, and she was asked what she thought of the cockpit and especially those really, really good-looking airline pilots. And she said... Spicy. Spicy. Okay. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. So she Don't was very impressed. For nothing, you know. She's got That's a great true. vocabulary. I got to tell her. Yeah, well, up. she doesn't have a, you know, a lot of, um, uh, a lot adjectives. of adjectives, vocabulary. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, you yeah, know. she's never needed it. She's never Perhaps she really... didn't realize why it was called a cockpit. Which, Maybe for not. which you would have to listen to one of my plane tales explaining the origin of that term. That's always good advice to listen to the plain tales and with that i think it would be time for us now i think we got away with that jeff i think we did and it's time to get to know us i don't i don't think you really want to but too bad that's (laughs) you're gonna going to right now getting to help you like like us too Sounds good, Liz. All right. Uh, Captain Nick, I was wondering if you might want to get us all up to date with what has been happening in your neck of the woods. Well, uh, not a great deal to say other than uh, I've been living a pretty busy life, quite honestly. If it's not uh, my commitments to my bowling league uh, and the competitions I've entered, all most of which I'm still uh, in, uh, which is good on one hand, but keeps me very busy on the other. Mm-hmm. Um, got a relative from uh, Australia visiting very shortly, so that's going to uh, keep us busy. Um, and then... I've got a bit of a treat uh, next week. I'm meeting uh, the Australian um, Air and Space Attaché at the in London at the London Embassy. Wow! Um, and he turn, turns out he's an old um, F eighteen uh, friend of mine from my days when I was serving on seventy seven Squadron. Now he's he's he was a very young man at the time. Uh, and um, he's obviously progressed very well to be across as an air attaché here in uh, in London. Uh, quite a prestigious uh, job for him at the embassy there. So that's going to be fun. I'm going to try and take a, uh, well, I will take a recording device along and hope I can get him to relate a couple of stories while pictures, we have a beer in the afternoon. That's the general idea. Um and uh, then, luckily, I've got a bit of a quiet time, a quick pop into hospital the week after, just to get something tidied up. I think I'm going to have some wrinkles uh, smoothed well, facelift. Oh, nice. I thought it was yeah, going to be like something that they were going to do to kind of tweak the brain a little bit. But no. I'd have to find it first. <laughs> yes, that would be a problem. Because the last CT scan, they, they said, no, no, there's actually nothing wrong there. I can't nothing find there, actually. Nothing wrong with your brain. In fact, we can't find your brain. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and the week after that, of course, uh, there is going to be a really marvelous uh, 
uh, event when Jeff pitches up. Now, I have exactly pitches up into the United Kingdom. Now, we have produced a an advertisement, which is not entirely complete yet, uh, because there's it's a little short in exact detail. But uh, the Yanks are coming. Uh, and we are going to have a UK meetup with Captain Jeff on the 4th of July, which I think is a great occasion uh, you know, to uh, meet an American uh, so we can all, uh, he can poke fun at us and we can um, thumb our nose at him. I'm going to be um, way outnumbered. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're going to meet up at uh, the RAF Museum at Hendon in the afternoon of the 4th of July. And then um, for those who are busy working people but still want to get a chance to uh, say hello to Jeff and uh, have a bit of a chat, we're going to move on to a pub. Uh, and for those of you who live in uh, or know central London and or the area in Hendon well, we're looking obviously for a nice uh, pub, not too busy, uh, where the beer isn't too expensive. We can grab a bite to eat and would make a good venue for a meetup. Um, Looking for recommendations. I, I quite like the idea of being somewhere in central London because, you know, around all those lovely um, uh, recognisable uh, parts of London, uh, it adds a little bit of, uh, you know, a tourist attitude. You know, it's rather nice to show off the Houses of Parliament or whatever, but we're really not fussy. Uh, we just looking for suggestions for a nice pub and uh, we'll pick one um, but that's the general plan more details as we flesh it out and firm it up uh, and there was a suggestion also from one of our listeners who lives a bit further up north saying it's all very well having all these meetups around London because you know the whole world rotates around London how about having a meetup up near Silverstone, where you are going to the Grand Prix. And uh, Jeff and I had a bit of a chat about it. And uh, if we were to do that, we'd need somewhere where we could go and have a beer, um, not too far from where we'll be staying. Um, um, we're going to look for a pub around there. Um, and it would be probably on Friday night, because Friday are the practice sessions. And uh, we could probably get away with enough time to have a, a beer. Whereas, uh, is it? Yeah, it's Friday, yeah. Yep. Whereas Saturday and Sunday is going to be a lot busier. And uh, we would unlikely to be able to get away uh, very quickly to have a bit of a meetup. So Friday night might be an opportunity to have a meetup a bit further north uh, where those who live up in that part of the country might be able to get away and come and find us. Absolutely. So more about that uh to come how's that sound jeff sounds awesome and uh i figure that uh i'm going to be in the uk uh, approximately two weeks which means two episodes of apg so i think we'll mm. be recording uh, a couple of shows uh nick and i together live oh i thought i was going to have a holiday and, oh liz is disappointed she said that she thought she was going to have a holiday well you know you can take your holiday liz <laughs> No, I'm taking my along with the one that. at the end yeah. of July that you do yeah, every I'm year. taking all of July off. Yeah, you're just going to take the whole summer off, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, that's okay. We, uh, <laughs> no, we're no, we're no. going to do I'm it happy. anyway. I'm happy to be participating. Okay, good. Well, we're happy that you're going to be a part of it there. as well. Well, you should come over and, and, and yeah, hang no, with us. Yeah, no, 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 no. Nah, okay. this, is, this is boys' time. Boys okay, yeah, it's the boys will play time. 
And I'm so looking forward to it. And I'm so looking forward to uh, meeting uh, people that I've already met before and also new people who are new to the show uh, who might be showing up at uh, one or two of our meetups. Neil's got a question here for Nick. Neil Lor- uh, Landworm has a question for you, Captain Nick. I've been to Hendon, so that would be nice, Nick. I He's never been driving. to Hendon. Oh, no, I've never been to Hendon. I'm sorry. So that would be nice. I take it driving, it would be difficult? Uh, no, not necessarily. There's parking uh, at Hendon, uh, which is only like £3.50 or a fiver uh, for a, quite a reasonable period. So uh, that that's quite doable. Um whether if you wanted to come to the pub afterwards, if it was a local pub, that would probably wouldn't be a problem. If we decide to move to a pub in central London, that might be a bit harder for you. But there's uh, Hendon is on an underground link. So if you catch the train into London, you can just jump on the underground and uh, come out to Hendon and then return back to central London without a problem. Uh, so uh, up to you. Um, it's, it's quite accessible, uh, Hendon. It's not not too hard to get to. Excellent. So anyway, we're going to be continuing to talk about this uh, meetup and um, my trip up over to UK um, on subsequent shows. So if we are able to nail down the details uh, anymore, then we'll certainly let you know. Yeah. And please feel free to email. Or get email. Email. Me at uh, kind of nick at airlinepilotguide.com with any suggestions for pubs. Right. So have you, uh, I think you mentioned that you're still um, very competitive uh, in the lawn bowling. Well, I like uh, to think I am, Jeff, but I'm not as good as I think I am, obviously. (laughs) Well, I mean, we're pilots and we always have an overestimation of our skills and intelligence and good looks. Indeed. Um, no, I'm hanging on in there with uh, some of the best of them. So uh, I'm quite pleased. Uh, my ultimate game is to uh, get badged by Hampshire, which uh, to get your county badge is a uh, is uh, a, a recognition of your ability. And, in Hartford, uh, uh, you... Hereford, and Hampshire. <laughs> oh, very exactly right. Uh, I've been badged uh, in Sussex and Surrey so far, and I would like to get the three counties that I've that li- exist around where i live so uh, it'd be that's my aim have to i move. just need to get into the last eight of one of these competitions and i'll probably be all right what that. about hartford hedford um those two other than <laughs> are those other counties uh, or something uh, i'm uh, hartford uh, i don't think hartford's a county <laughs> is that what they say okay in hartford yes. hereford and hampshire i don't yeah, know where do. those places are <laughs> Hartford, I know well, where Hartford uh, is. See, it's up in Connecticut. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Insurance see, capital. Will be a town somewhere. <laughs> Say goodbye to Mohammed. He's, de- he's oh, where Hampshire is. Mohammed uh, is uh, leaving us. Late it's in Baghdad. Quite late in the evening in uh, Baghdad. Oh, Good night, Mohammed. Yeah, so nice to have you hang with us and, and just shows you what an amazing community that we have that people from all over the globe uh, join us when they can for our live recordings. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Always honored to see uh, folks Jeff, does Nick want to talk cover art before you go, Jeff? Yeah, you want to talk about the cover art before I do my little spiel? By all means, I cheated a little bit this week. Uh In other words, I 
I didn't really have to alter that at all. Hmm. I did try to. There was one other one other suggestion for um, an open door policy, and I did suggest it to the uh, crew, but they picked on the open engineectomy surgery, um, and that, that I basically gave. Uh, our AI artwork producer the uh, the problem and that's what they came out with Pretty so I, cool. I didn't have to do much to that at all uh, I snuck the show number in there APG uh, 572 did you spot that anywhere Jeff well I see the uh, the Acme Airways logo there um, but I yeah, don't that was a kind of a smeared greasy looking logo yeah. well that I mean was... that's that's the way it is, really. Um, yeah, exactly. Sorry, yeah. Jim. <laughs> um, <laughs> hopefully, it'll be all nice and cleaned up before it goes on my uh, motorhome. Uh, no, where is the uh, where is the number of the show? Well, the the bloke to the very left, there's a lever just underneath his right arm. Yeah, on the pedestal, and it's hidden amongst the um, the oh, sort wow. of. Uh, there was something written on there, and I've actually managed to hide it amongst the letters and uh, on that. On the lever itself? Uh, underneath the lever. Oh, underneath On, on what would be the front of the box that the oh. lever's on. So, okay. okay. I still can't see it but because I have it's too to say, small on the, on well, the, you, on the need stream. To expand That's it what she said. Bit. Yep. <laughs> some, some might make it a bit hard. The, uh, the, the, um, the whole thing about um, this AI is that it manages to produce an image from its imagination somehow because, you know, this has got propellers sticking out of it at funny angles. It's got hydraulic lines. It's got gears and motors. And I, I really am amazed how it manages to um, generate this. When, when I told it, I wanted... A bunch of surgeons sitting around uh, an engine, an aircraft engine, uh, fixing it. So, you so know, you didn't use the prompt uh, <laughs> propeller at all? Uh, no, I didn't. I, I, wow. I, I told it That's it was an amazing. aircraft engine. Wow! Oh, I'm impressed. I might have, I might have used propeller in there, but I don't think so. No. Well, let's just say you didn't. It makes for a better story. Yeah, it makes it more uh, amazing. Very true. But having said that, they, they, it gives you a bunch of uh, options, uh, diverse images. This was the only one that had propellers in it. So okay. perhaps it, cool. as soon as I said aircraft engine, it probably Well, that thought, works oh, for well, Nick C's engine. Propellers all over the place. And that yeah, we took this, uh, this suggestion, this idea this from, or the concept, thank you, Liz, of uh, Nick C's, Nick Camacho's um, open engineectomy surgery on his uh beechcraft debonair yeah uh, that he's uh yeah you can recognize the beechcraft debonair signature on this engine really can't you i mean mm -hmm. where else would an engine like that go i mean that looks exactly <laughs> like the pictures that he uh, shared with us uh on, that's on what show. he gets back from the engine <laughs> place he's in trouble Absolutely. actually, actually if, if, if the engine looks anything like this i think that uh, uh he has a lot of problems uh that he's gonna have to work through yeah very true uh, by the way, uh, there's punk. the AI still having problems with fingers. I had to fix about four fingers. Oh, did you? Well, yeah, you know, it seemed were... like it would be such an easy thing to fix. Would, wouldn't you think? 
Uh, yeah, you'd have thought so, wouldn't you? Saying, yeah. if you've got a person, you've got to have four fingers and a thumb. But apparently not. Apparently it has a tough time figuring that all out. Neil thinks it looks very yeah. steampunk. Yeah, it does. It does, indeed. Yes. I think all the art yeah. from um, Mid-Journey kind of has that kind of steampunk kind of A vibe. great deal of it. Unless you specific, specifically suggest what theme you want it to follow, it, mm -hmm. it does tend towards this kind of old-fashioned 50s sort of look to it. Have images. you ever done, like, in the style of Pixar or anything like that? Have you tried yeah, that? Yeah, I have. I've done okay. many in the styles of, mm -hmm. uh, usually photorealistic styles but um, mm -hmm. and cartoon styles, and some are more successful than others. Yeah. Right, let me put it that way. Yeah, it was, it was an awesome one. Thank you, uh, Captain. Um all right. It's my turn. Yay. Uh, of course, you know, I've been doing, you know, we did the show and then of course I did, uh, I think I did a quick trip you after did a, the show. Yep, I did, you did overnight a two day trip to yep. somewhere. I just don't remember where it was. And, uh, then of course I did my normal. I'm singing on the weekend. <laughs> and, uh, then on, I was contacted, um, a, a, a little while back by uh aj you know the guy that looks like the uh, uh the, the emoji um cowboy hat head guy in front of the uh, acme uh pilot hiring uh we had a he sent us some uh some feedback regarding that Jeff, your nice two day was to bentonville oh oh okay it was uh to walmartville uh, my two day was uh an overnight to uh uh rogers bentonville uh fayetteville kansas uh, Northwest Arkansas, a bunch of those cities out there. Arkansas. In Arkansas, yep. Okay. And uh, anyway, so he contacted me and said, hey, I'm, uh, you know, he, he mentioned in his feedback that uh, he had been hired by Acme and uh, he was going to be in the uh, brainwashing, I mean, uh, indoctrination um, setting or whatever you call that. Uh, institution. Set, institution. I don't know. That they have a thing where they kind of tell you all about Acme and its policies and and uh, all that kind of stuff, and uh, it's I think it's around a ten day thing. I don't think we had how to be a good little Acme employee. We didn't have anything like that when I got hired, and I'm kind of you know evidence that, that they probably yeah. should have. You're pretty um, non-standard. But uh, so he said he was going to be here from the fourth through the fourteenth, I believe. And if I were uh, available to meet up with him, that he would uh, really enjoy that. And I said, I would enjoy that as well. And I said that, um, I, you know, my schedule is completely up in the air and, and I guess the puns intended, uh, but, uh, the new method of, uh, self-scheduling that I'm doing means that I really don't know when I'm going to be here or when I'm going to be out. You don't flying. know where the heck you're going to be. I, well, you know, that's true. Liz. That's... I just really don't know where I am or where, where I'm going to be. What you're doing. Or... Uh, or what I'm doing. I don't know. What am I doing right now? What, who are who am you? I talking to? What am I doing sitting in front of this computer in my apartment? I don't know. I have no idea really why. Um, anyway, so I said, look, I'm kind of busy on the, uh, on the weekends, but um, I should be available after the... Uh, last mass that I sing on, sing in on Sunday evening. And uh, so we kept in touch and uh, didn't pick up a trip. So I said, he said, are you thirsty? And I went, yeah. So I drove down to the ATL and met up with uh, uh, AJ 
And we, of course, uh, made a little recording and I hope that there's nothing embarrassing in this recording because I really didn't get a lot of time to edit this. So I'm just going to hit oh the play button and see what happens. Fingers crossed. <laughs> okay, it says we're recording. So hello, everybody. We're, um, we're, who's we're? Uh, I'm with uh, one of our APG community members who has sent us feedback in the, in the past, and he calls himself Shipmate. Um, a former C-130, a um, Marine Corps C-130 uh, driver and uh, a new hire, an Acme new hire. Uh, he sent us um, some feedback. Just, I must be going through puberty. I just, uh, my voice just broke. <laughs> Too much singing. Uh, we are, I'm going to redo this. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Think all the singing I did today. All right, folks. Uh, we are at another APG meetup in Atlanta, and I'm down near the Acme Airlines headquarters building, right across the street, in fact, at the Brass Tap again. I've been here before, and uh, this time I'm with an Acme new hire pilot, AJ, and uh, he sent some recent feedback uh, telling us about the fact that he got hired by Acme Airlines and that he would be starting his uh, indoctrination, uh, you know, around this time frame. And uh, if uh, it worked out, uh, he wanted to get together with me. And uh, I said, yeah, absolutely. We'll make it happen. And now I was a little confused because I was looking for somebody that had a round yellow face with a cowboy hat. And uh, I looked high and low i couldn't find him but uh he looks a little bit different in real life so his name's aj and aj say hello to everybody in the community hey there everybody uh apg crew aj here yeah my uh when i smile real big uh face gets real yellow not red and cowboy hat comes off here and uh and uh yeah that's me uh by the way nick i, I appreciate that you uh comp the compliment on my suit uh you know Turns out it didn't matter much because the 50% accuracy still applied. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I went there. I was very nervous for my Acme interview. And, uh, you know, I said the Al Shepherd's Prayer like I was telling Jeff here. I said uh, the Al Shepherd's Prayer, you know. I said, dear Lord, uh, please don't let me F up. And uh, <laughs> sure enough, you know, they didn't laugh when I said it. But, uh, you know, if you ever see Monty Python and the Holy Grail, they asked me some questions. Uh, you know, like I was really nervous. And they said, uh, you know, what is your favorite color? And, uh I don't know if I got that one right or not, but uh, I got hired on <laughs> with Acme. So, uh, so wait, AJ, you can't get that question wrong. Well, I guess you can if you're on Monty Python, right? Yeah. I could have. Uh, I, I nailed the calculus question, though. Go figure. Uh, but, yeah, uh, we're here at the Brass Tap with Jeff. Uh, really pleasure to meet Jeff today um, and really happy to you know, start sending more feedback and uh, just be a part of the community. And finally, actually get to meet Jeff and uh, hopefully meet more folks here in the future. And, uh, you know, as we progress through my uh, Acme career, really would like to, you know, obviously keep sending things out as things go on. Yeah. So. Well, you know, a lot of people listen to our show to live vicariously through us. And pretty soon, I was. I am going to be finished here with this career. And now I'll be living vicariously through people like you, AJ. I will be the captain. Continuing now. to fly. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's always awesome to meet up with people that listen to the show. And, you know, you, you never can be too careful because 
you think like people that listen to the show, they're probably not completely mentally, you know, all together because, <laughs> you know, honestly, really, why would you listen to this show? But anyway, he seems to be like a normal person. So I don't know. Maybe I'm a bad judge of character, but I think that this guy is awesome. And I think I understand why Acme chose him to be one of our pilots. And so, uh, yeah, congratulations. It's a thrill to uh, spend time and learn about AJ's uh, family and his uh, military background and all that kind of stuff. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, well, thanks again, Jeff. It was really awesome. I appreciate it. And uh, I'm just fortunate it's my turn this week to, uh, to pet the muff. So, oh, yeah. Good. Well, okay. <laughs> Here, let me prepare myself. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, yeah. Uh, I guess we should probably stop now. We don't know where this is going. My wife's already worried. <laughs> and the, I think the FCC is listening too. So we should probably stop. All right. Well, back to you in the studio. Ah, we had fun. If you can't. It sounds like it. Most certainly. Yeah, he's a really, really really nice guy. And uh, got to learn all about his uh, his, history and how he led up to getting to this point and, you know, how he got into the military and all of his. We shared a lot of uh, uh, great military uh, aviation stories and how that neither of us should still be alive. Um, but, uh, and <laughs> Captain Nick knows what I mean. Uh, it's, it's kind of a mi- uh, yes. minor miracle that we're still, still alive here on this earth. Speaking well of done, alive, there's both of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Look who's here. Wow. And, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a wonderful. Just make it up. It's fine. Uh, it's just like Nobody a marathon cares. runner, strength training junkie, IPA connoisseur, uh, a backstabbing commercial multi engine inspirated backstabbing jumper dumper, fully aspirated, uh, <laughs> awesome chick. <laughs> I have no idea what that even means, but I will I don't take either. that as a compliment. Thank you. It's good to be here. Sorry, it took me a minute to get here. And oh. apologies in advance, I woke up today feeling fairly under the weather, like very congested, mm. and I don't know, not great. I know, yeah. Um, you feeling yeah. better? Not really. Oh, I was feeling oh, better for a little while, but I think whatever decongestants I took this morning have worn off at this point. Mm. So that's why it took me an extra minute after I well, I you, was home. You need I wanted one to. Of, you want you need a can of uh, of beer stuff. No, I can't do any beer tonight. <laughs> <laughs> do you see how big this beer can? Is? I see that. Uh, it's one quart. One quart. That's a, yes. that's a, yeah, I actually, I have just a soda because the post-nasal drip is killing the back of my throat mm. and soda bubbles always kind of help that for me. I found that more alcohol, and, you don't, you don't really feel it anymore. Yeah. Well, except I have to be up earlier than usual, even for me tomorrow morning and being under the weather and uh, to be like on my game first thing tomorrow morning. So I made a decision that I'm not having alcohol tonight. Okay. Well. That sounds like a. Did I'm you say me, but... Mayday? Mayday decision. Mayday. Mayday. <laughs> mayday. Mayday. <laughs> All right. I can't have alcohol. So let's do this. We're going to go ahead. And I'm going to finish my little uh, getting to know a spiel, and then we're going to go into yours. Oh yeah, sorry, step. you didn't have to pause yours. But... Well, I mean, you just burst in unceremoniously, and oh, I yeah, had no other choice but to acknowledge the fact and, that you were. No, I'm just kidding. I saw you and went, oh, let's, let's say hello to Steph. Okay. Uh, so where was I? I had the nice meetup with um, 
with AJ and I did another trip to Asheville, North Carolina, just a quick overnight. And um, got home see. yesterday morning. Got home yesterday morning. And I, oh, I have, you don't even know this, Liz. I picked up a trip for to, well, actually, they called me uh, earlier yesterday after uh, between the trips and uh, asked if I wanted to go and fly to, I think, Baton Rouge and then Deadhead back uh, today. But I wouldn't have been returning here in Atlanta until after the we started doing the show so i thought nope i'm not going to do that because that's going to interfere with the uh apg so but i am going to fly tomorrow night late oh wait a minute maybe that's the one i'm going to baton rouge the other one was uh, jacksonville north carolina so i'm going to be flying late 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 tomorrow night to baton rouge the uh, capital of of uh, louisiana and then uh, flying back sometime in the afternoon on friday so that's what's up with my flying. And yesterday morning when I arrived in Atlanta, I was getting off the airplane and I, I was walking into the terminal, going to head down toward, uh, you know, the, uh, the transportation mall. And uh, I felt like somebody was staring at me. And sure enough, there were two people staring at me, one of which is that gentleman that we have in the picture there. That's uh, Captain Brent. Uh, my once uh, f- uh, and, and now gone former, former um, favorite FO, yeah, who's now a captain. And uh, he and uh, w- the, the best gate agent in the entire world, uh, Scott Leathers, was were standing there kind of just looking at me like, are you going to notice us over here standing, looking dapper? And uh, so I uh, said hello to both. And then Brent had a little time to uh, grab some breakfast. So we, uh, so I got a chance to kind of get all caught up with Brent. So it was nice seeing Stripes Brent. really become him. There yes. Stripe, uh, stripes do become him for sure. And uh, let's see what else. Um, oh, you know, I mentioned on the last show and that I was going to be um, promoting uh, the pilot edge.net their sim venture, which is a way for you to kind of prepare yourself for Oshkosh Air Venture 2023, they use uh, real uh, air traffic controllers, and they kind of it, it allows you t- through uh, sim, uh, um, what would you call it? sim software uh, to kind of fly the uh, special procedures that they have and, and practice it before you actually do it in person. Now, Steph has been able to. W- uh, witness that or, or uh, experience yeah. that right rode along with um dispatcher mike mm-hmm. one year we um we actually departed oshkosh for and then basically went out and flew the arrival back in just for the purpose of flying it yeah it's so not we had, it's not a simple procedure it's kind of complicated no and there's there's quite a lot in that notam that has all of the uh relevant information for it and unlike most notams that one's actually quite useful and not a bunch of garbage and you better know it if you're planning on flying into Oshkosh. Okay. Well, it contains all of the different uh, things that you could possibly expect, you know, in terms of the arrival and sorry, my phone's making noise, the arrival and the different runways and the approaches to the runways. And Mm -hmm. yeah, lots of information. Kevin, Kevin Myers from uh, pilot edge marketing and client services contacted me, as I mentioned last time, uh, and said, Hey, if you could mention this whole thing again, we'd really appreciate it. We're going to keep your logo on our 
sim uh, background scenery and stuff. So, you know, we're kind of a part of this whole sim venture thing in a very indirect way. And I said, I'd be happy to. They're not compensating us in any way. And he uh, followed through or followed up by sending an email with um, a commercial, a voiceover commercial, uh, explaining what Sim Venture is all about. So uh, without further ado, let's hear from uh, Kevin and uh, the, uh, the boys and girls at Sim Venture. Flying to Oshkosh this year or know someone who is? A famous fisk arrival in AirVenture can be very complex, busy, and fast-paced. Oh, hang on. Sounds kind of dry. Sounds like 1.5 speed or something. Like Yeah, it sounds kind of, I don't know, it's fast. not very exciting. I, I Can you so, add some exciting music to it? Yeah, like, let me see if I can sweeten it up a little bit. Flying to Oshkosh this year or know someone who is? A famous fisk arrival in AirVenture can be very complex, busy, and fast-paced. Whether you're a rookie or a veteran, everyone can benefit from some training and proficiency prior to following the railroad tracks and rocking their wings. Luckily, you can prepare ahead of time using your home flight simulator. X-Plane 11 Microsoft Flight Sim 2020 Prepared or FSX is your gateway to participate in SimVenture. SimVenture is put on by Pilot Edge and has the actual Oshkosh Air Traffic Controllers volunteering for your benefit to help you prepare for AirVenture. It all happens July 13th through 16th. Visit piletedge.net slash SimVenture to learn more. Now, I hope that Kevin doesn't object to me putting a music bed in, but I don't you think that sounded more exciting? That sounded very, uh, like, inviting, you know? Like, yeah. oh, I want to do that. And what I'm going to do is next week, I'm going to add a different music bed just to kind of keep it interesting. Okay. And unless different I get a music really, every week. really uh, So, uh, folks, you got to tune back in so you can keep hearing what yeah. musical selections Jeff adds. Of course. It's also possible that Kevin could contact me between shows and tell me don't like, do that. Nah, no more, no more. <laughs> but hey, as I said, I'm, we're not being compensated for this, so you know, if they, he could just tell me, don't, just don't, just don't play. Don't even mention PilotEdge.net Sim Venture. Just don't do it. So uh, we'll see. I'd like but, to hear a few airplanes going past. By oh, way. that'd be nice. Ooh, good idea. You know what? Meow. Maybe. If, uh, if Captain Nick has time, I'm gonna I'll send him the file, and he can make his version. This would be fun. Oh, that'd be a good one. It'll yeah, be, that'd be Captain Nick's idea. version of uh, Sim Venture 2023. Yeah, happy to do that. Okay, this is going to be interesting, Kevin. You're probably going to regret having us <laughs> uh, involved in this in any way whatsoever. But that's what you get with too late now. Yeah. All right, uh, and I think that that is. Everything, excuse me, the beer is talking. My bad. <laughs> uh, I think that's everything I was going to talk about for this show. So, Steph, what what have you been up to? Yes. Um. When was the last time I saw you guys? I was here last week. Or no, about we did a year uh, ago. No, well, it's been a year since I've seen you, Captain Nick. But uh, <laughs> true. Jeff and Nixie and I got together and chatted a little bit the other week. That was last week, right? I can't remember anymore. The days all run together. Um. Yeah, over the weekend, um, gosh, what did I do this past weekend? I have to think for just a moment. Um, the weather was actually pretty nice on Saturday. Um, it was not my weekend to fly, but I was out at the drop zone anyway um, and did a couple of jumps while I was there. So that was fun, just hanging out with friends and enjoying their company, enjoying some nice weather for a change because the weather has not been great, especially on the weekends. Um, at least here in the southeastern United States. 
And uh, I actually did fly a little bit that evening because we had night jumps scheduled because it was a full moon. Um, the only problem with doing the night jumps in moon. June is that um, in order to have it be a night jump, you have to take off an hour after sunset per the um, USPA, US, United States Parachute Association's guidelines. Um, and that happens quite late, like 9.30 p.m. So made for kind of a long day, but I actually ended up flying. Um, I was planning on just doing the first couple of loads there just to maintain my night currency because the last time I did any nighttime flying and night landings um, previous to that was right before our previous night jumps, so I could do those night jumps. So I was coming up on my expiration there if I didn't do any night landings. Um, so I kind of jumped in and did that, and then I felt a little bad because some weather moved in and we weren't able to do any more after that, so I kind of bumped the guy who was supposed to be flying the night jumps. Um, but he'd been flying all day, and he was like, eh, it's fine. I've, he has his own airplane. He can go do night currency whenever. Uh, he wasn't sad about not having flown all day long because that does get tiring after a while. Um, and then Sunday, the weather, surprise, surprise, was kind of terrible again. It was overcast and drizzly, and um, I mostly just um, – hung around the house and tried to get through some of the project lists and I didn't make it very far on the project list as usual. So, um, that will continue, <laughs> but work has been, um, busy and I don't know why it seems so much busier than usual, but just trying to handle the volume of things. I think we have a couple new, uh, partners joining us here in the next couple of months. So hopefully that'll start to offload some of this Thanks extra for volume. Thanks making the time for APG stuffy. Well, I think that, uh, it's probably busy because they heard that you were there working there and it has just become more and more popular. Yes, that's it. No, that's not That'll it. Be it. Thank you. So. Okay. Well. But, yeah, I don't have a whole lot else beyond that. I am supposed to fly this weekend. The weather looks good. So hopefully that We're just will... happy that you had time to Absolutely. join us today. Yeah. Thank well, hopefully I'll fly this weekend. We'll see what happens with this congestion stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, kind of woke up. 3.30 in the morning with like the back of the throat feeling sore. And for me, that's mm. usually a telltale sign of post-nasal drip. Yep. Um, so I jumped up and kind of took a decongestant and some water and, a, you know, a, one of those lozenges that has a little bit of... Uh, uh, Zinc? Like a... No, no, no. Like a anesthetic in it. So oh, okay. Like lidocaine or benzocaine to kind yeah. of numbs that up. Um, and I was actually thinking that it was just a reaction to all the smoke that's in the air here at first. Oh, yeah. But... I'm not love from Canada. Sure, sure. So we'll see how this kind of progresses. But. Yeah. Nip it in the bud. Yeah. Try and get rid of it as quick as possible. But yeah. Yeah. Coffee fun. I talked all day on top of all of that. I'm kind of losing my voice. Well, quit talking. I know. Right. All right. Uh, it's time for us to talk about coffee and a fund associated therewith. Johnny, how much more coffee? No thanks. No thanks. I'll have beer. I love coffee. I love tea. I love the APG community. Coffee and tea and a Java and me. A cup, a cup, a cup, a cup, a cup. Oh, yeah. Coffee Fund, your way, dear listener, to support the show in a financial way. If you have the financial resources to do that. And we really, really appreciate all of you who have done that in the past are continuing to do it now because 
it does make a difference. It really shows us that, you know, people are getting value for what they're listening to. And it's just kind of a way to kind of make this kind of yours as well. So if you want to support us financially, there are a couple of different ways to do it. One is the Airline Pilot Guy show classic method. Uh, which is essentially a PayPal donation site. And Mahoots, Mahoots, Karim, Dr. Karim uh, in, uh, the UK, in the UK uh, came in again. He always does every month and he uh, supports us very generously. We do appreciate that. And I look forward to meeting the doctor, hopefully, uh, when, when I'm there in July. Well, you met him at Brooklyn. And, oh, yeah, I, I met him in Brooklyn. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I hope to see him again because, you know, once is just not enough no. when it comes to Dr. Kareem. So, um, the other way to participate in the coffee fund is to become a patron of the show via patreon.com. And, uh, that's kind of, uh, a lot of people are, you know, kind of not doing the patron thing anymore. And then we have some that kind of fill in for them, but in general, we're kind of on a, on a downward slope. And, uh, I'm hoping it's not because, uh, the quality of our show is going down. It's just the economy right now. It just might be part of the economy and the inflation and all that kind of stuff, but whatever it is, you know, we appreciate the fact that, uh, people are patrons of the show. So if you want to, uh, check out any of those, uh, me- uh, mechanisms for uh, joining the coffee fund uh, cadre or the coffee bar club head over to airlinepilotguy.com our website slash coffee you'll be glad you did and we will too oh that didn't fade out very well did it now we're oh. not going to go to feedback right away we're going to go loop back to the news okay we're not going to feedback we're going to go to some news that we set aside for our uh, host, Dr. Steph. And uh, now that she's here, uh, let's go number to D, which one? Number D, 1D. Num- We're starting with D. Letter D, 1D. Okay, this is from fox43.com. Ah, there's a video. So let me get the video set up. Thanks for staying with us. I'm Marshall Keeley. We're still following breaking news out of York County where a small plane is crashed on a Pennsylvania Turnpike exit ramp. And right now, there's still a large police presence at the scene of the crash at the West Harrisburg Interchange there. Fox 43's Matt Kleindens is live at the scene in Fairview Township. And Matt, uh, they're starting to move the plane there. Yeah, that's right, Marshall. As you can kind of see right behind me, I'm going to let uh, my photographer, Marva, kind of show the scene right now. Uh, the uh, They brought in a crane and they've attached the crane to the plane. They've actually moved the plane, uh, which crashed into a box truck, off the box truck. It's kind of in between those trees right there, as Marvin is uh, trying to show you right now. But again, uh, crews are still trying to clean up what was a plane crash that happened just off of exit 242 of the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Now a spokesman with the PA Turnpike Commission confirms a Cessna 180 plane crashed around 2.30 this afternoon. That plane hit a maintenance truck, like I mentioned earlier, at the Harrisburg Turnpike interchange. Two people were inside the plane at the time of the accident. One person was airlifted to the hospital while the other was being treated at the scene. We spoke with one woman who said she saw the plane moments before the crash. It was definitely 
a shock of like to see the plane so low because it could have hit anywhere. It could have hit where we were and then that would have been a whole catastrophe. Now, the spokesman with the Pennsylvania Turnpike Commission says the people in the box truck that were involved in the accident were not injured during that crash. Now, according to the flight tracking software Flight Aware, this plane took off from Cumberland, Maryland around 1.45 this afternoon and crashed around 2.30 today along the Harrisburg Interchange. That plane, uh, after checking and running the serial number on the tail of the plane, is owned by a man who lives in Hummelstown. Again, right now, both uh, ramps for the Pennsylvania Turnpike remain closed at this time and it is unclear when they will be reopened. Stick with Fox43.com and Fox43 News as we get more information about the situation going on at this moment. Reporting live from Fairview Township, York County, Matt Clendence, Fox43 News. Thank you, Matt. Uh, nice report. Um, mm -hmm. So... The, the airplane took off, uh, what is it, like at, uh, like 45, it was a 45 minute flight. Apparently. Yeah, out of Maryland. So not yeah. terribly far away. Um, I don't know where that was in Maryland. I didn't get a chance to look, but I was kind of looking at where that was along the Pennsylvania Turnpike and they said I-83. Um, that's actually right next to, it's a, or at least very close to the airport in Harrisburg, Capital City Airport. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure if that was their intended destination or if they were going elsewhere. There wasn't a whole lot of information there about what he kind of mentioned that the, yeah, the pilot was kind of from, it sounded like a local town. It sounded like the owner. So the owner of the aircraft, I don't know who was actually flying the airplane. Okay. Um, the name sure. that was mentioned in the article, cause one of the, uh, there were, I think there were two people in the airplane at the time of the mm -hmm. crash. And one of them actually did sadly pass away. Um, and the name that he mentioned that was the owner was not the name of the person who oh, passed away. Okay. So, but that person was from Harrisburg. So, okay. um, yeah, I don't know a whole lot about what happened. Um, they didn't give a lot of information about the events mm. leading up to the, the crash. The, uh, eyewitnesses, um, uh, statement was not overly helpful in figuring out what was going on. <laughs> but, the, the hat, but the eyewitness had a cute it, dog. You know, a cute dog, and, and I agree, you know, if the plane had crashed closer to her, definitely a catastrophe for bad. her. Forget about the <laughs> catastrophe for, you know, everyone else involved. Yeah, there's just um, and box I, What I noticed, Steph, and I think you'd yeah. agree, that in that video, the uh, the airplane looked pretty intact. In Relatively fact, intact, kind of, yeah. I was kind of surprised that there was any uh, injuries or fatalities in this, but I guess they, uh, if it hadn't been for the box truck that they plowed into uh, yeah maybe it maybe would have had a different have, outcome yeah. more successful one so yeah i'm not sure if they actually you know they were right on a, the interchange and the ramp there which a lot of overpasses and curves mm -hmm. and things probably not ideal for trying to get in between traffic merge with traffic to land probably yeah not ideal that would be a good way to put it yeah all right yeah so that's all we you know we have no idea yeah i don't really know it doesn't details. sound like it was fuel starvation because it sounds like he was you know trying to find a good spot well, i don't know down. i mean hard hard to say I yeah mean, whatever type of that. engine issue they were having um yeah all right well uh oh here's another video i guess i need to load up um sorry i had to take a quick break a physiological okay. break while that video sorry. was playing so that so quarter beer will get you yeah well <laughs> i'm not quite there i'm, I'm maybe like a half a quart in mm. to uh 
which is probably entirely too much, but uh, <laughs> let's just not talk about it. Uh, this next one we're going to talk about, Liz, is the Buffalo one. Yes, Buffalo. Yeah, the Whitman okay. Buttercup. I love this. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is kind of more um, like B-roll uh, that we're going to play. So fr- feel free to uh, to play at any time yeah. w- uh, when I'm talking about this news item, Miss Liz. Uh, so, um, this is from WIVB.com, um, and it starts off by the headline, you don't expect to see a plane coming apart in the air. That's so true. Uh, two killed in small plane crash in Orleans County, Orleans, Orleans, I guess, Orleans County. Uh, the FAA is investigating a small plane crash in Orleans County that killed a pilot and a passenger over Memorial Day week, Memorial Day weekend. Sunday evening, Howard Dix heard a strange noise outside while near his barn. When he looked up, and he saw a small plane break apart in the sky. And again, you don't expect to see a plane coming apart in the air. I thought people jumped out of it like the parachute because there was a separation of stuff from the plane. And it took a few seconds to realize that that wasn't what was happening. I just knew it was going to be bad. Two people were killed in the crash in Ridgeway on Sunday evening. According to the Orleans County Sheriff, they were later identified as 70-year-old Earl Luce, uh, or Luce Jr. of Brockport and 72-year-old Rochester resident Morris Wortman. Uh, Lucy or Luce was the pilot. He and Wortman were both pronounced dead at the scene. Uh, let's see. Um, it, uh, we do know that part of the plane on the east side of the road, probably at least 1,000 or 1,500 yards from the plane, uh, was discovered. So it appears the plane came apart. The plane was an experimental homemade plane, a very small plane. And uh, the Orleans County Sheriff's Office says a preliminary investigation shows that the aircraft's wings became detached from the fuselage and fell to the ground, landing in an orchard. I think we show that in the video. Um, yeah. Uh, Looks, it's a. I don't know if you recognize that airplane stuff. I just searched the registration to see mm-hmm. what it is. It says it's a 1937 or 38 Whitman Buttercup model W, maybe. Oh, or C a Buttercup, something like that. Buttercup. Yeah, uh, I have never seen one of those before, but I haven't either. The first, the first uh, thing that comes up is the EAA's website, Experimental Aircraft Association, mm-hmm. um, and it talks about the. Whitman Buttercup. So. Well, and uh, in the in the video that we were showing here, which we'll have a link to in the show notes, um, it shows what appears to be the wings um, in uh, in a field or uh, in, on a road or a ravine or something. I don't know. I can't tell. Like a row of trees. Um, I'm like wondering if, like maybe they tried to too many G's or something in the thing, or just had some kind of I a mean, issue. I don't know. The so, spar. there's you know, there's other, um, there have been other instances. There was a fairly prominent one, um, was it with a Cherokee in Florida where oh, yeah. it was a student warrior, instructor in the pattern? Was that uh, a warrior? Yeah, it's a yep. Cherokee model, uh, mm-hmm. Piper. Yeah, um, uh, that was fairly prominent a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the 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 school there, uh, Embry yep. Riddle. Embry Riddle. <laughs> yeah, Riddle. that school, yeah. <laughs> big school. Uh, one of their airplanes, Daytona Beach. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I guess it's not un, you know, uncommon. Well, well, it's, it's uncommon, fortunately. It's uncommon. But it's not unprecedented. Yeah, that it's, it, it certainly has happened once before, but yeah. hopefully proper 
maintenance and care and design and construction and all of those good things uh, prevent this type of thing from happening. It said that like he was giving rides to people. I hope that mm -hmm. whoever just decided to get in the airplane for a ride wasn't one of the fatalities. No idea. Yeah. Sad. Okay. So two sad um, stories in a row. Jeez. So this kind of involves more uh, of is, your your bailiwick. Uh, yes, and a, and a happier story, actually. Yeah, so it is a happier story. You want to go ahead and just read it uh, sure. from the top? So this is from, where is this from? AOPA? It's uh, yeah. AOPA. AOPA, okay. So FAA removes more aeromedical barriers for mental health concerns. Uh, and this just came out earlier this week. It says pilots who are taking an antidepressant will no longer have to, and there's actually a, a asterisk that I'm going to put next to that because we'll read through this and we'll tell you exactly what that means. There's a lot of antidepressants out there. But pilots who are taking an antidepressant will no longer have to undergo routine follow-up uh, neuropsychological evaluations in order to continue flying, the FAA's Office of Aerospace Medicine announced on May 31st. As part of its efforts to ease mental health barriers for pilots, the agency also approved the use of another antidepressant medication, Wellbutrin XL. Okay, I was misreading that earlier. But, uh, the announcement comes less than a month after the FAA federal air surgeon, Dr. Susan Northrup, said the FAA would be reducing aeromedical barriers for mental health concerns. The FAA reviewed a decade's worth of data before removing the requirement for routine follow-up neuropsychological evaluations. The FAA estimated that this change will help save pilots approximately $3,000 a year in evaluation costs. The agency also updated its guide for aviation medical examiners to allow pilots to be treated with bupropion, commonly known as Wellbutrin XL. This is an important step because it provides a path for more pilots to receive treatment for their mental health condition and still be medically qualified to fly, the FAA said. AOPA supports the FAA's continued evaluation of mental health treatments to remove potential barriers to flying and encourage pilots to help, to seek help to seek help the help they need to seek the help they need for their mental health. That's a lot. Of Welcome to reading news articles that uh, have <laughs> have not been have have uh, yeah, type that... have errors in them. <laughs> yeah. Let me read that one again. <laughs> AOPA supports the FAA's continued evaluation of mental health treatments to remove potential barriers to flying and encourage pilots to seek the help they need for their mental health, said AOPA President Mark Baker. Wellbutrin XL is an antidepressant that is prescribed to treat major depressive disorder and seasonal affective disorder. The agency said it is reviewing additional medications for possible approval. The agency also announced that AMEs can upload supporting documentation directly to the FAA. This will help physicians manage the volume of cases more efficiently while also providing greater transparency for applicants. AOPA has called on the FAA to modernize its approach to working with pilots with medical conditions that still allow them to fly safely. Earlier in May, Northrop said that the FAA would be adding seven selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, or SSRIs, uh, medications to the list of approved medications for pilots. Four SSRIs have been approved for use since 2010. AOPA will continue to provide updates on the FAA's approval of mental health medications, as well as steps to overhaul the medical certification process. So, so good. now we have talked I, about this quite a bit over the past several years on the show and, you know, how much of it's such an issue for a lot of people, especially you know, people who are younger, who get prescribed various drugs sure. and stuff for various yeah, conditions. Yeah, and often before they really have a, a clear idea of where their career path is going to take them, I think. Um, so certainly things for 
depression, but also especially medications for ADHD um, are problematic because there was definitely a period of time where it was, we'll just call it more in vogue to put kids on all kinds of stimulants for their ADHD. Um, and those are medications that if you've ever taken them, they can prevent a significant hurdle to getting a medical. So um, there's definitely updates that are needed. We've talked about this a lot. I'm glad they're actually taking some action and steps to chip away at these things because there's a lot of them. Um, I think there's always going to be a lot of barriers in terms of really making sure that, um, you know, not just applying broad categories to everybody, treating everybody as individuals, but also having, um, it, you still need those guidelines, right? To make sure that you're catching things that need to be basically take a good close look at, make sure that it's not a barrier and then approve things on an individual basis. Yes. And it's a, an important thing to note that one of the most important drugs out there in aviation, especially aviation podcasting, is uh, Goarandacillin. Why, hello there. My name is Miami Hick, and I'm here to talk to you today about an embarrassing subject that no one likes to talk about, APG syndrome. Do you have a constant pain in your neck from always looking up at airplanes? Have you tried to grow your own Captain Jeff mustache? Do you think of Miami Rick every time you hear a cricket? Think of Captain Nick when you hear a frog croak. Think of Dana whenever you eat Boston baked beans. Do you think of Dr. Steph whenever you get stuck with a needle? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you are suffering from APG syndrome. We'll suffer no more. Introducing Go Around the Ceiling. With only 36 daily doses of an easy to swallow pill, you can be free of your symptoms with Go Around the Ceiling. Talk to your doctor today and find out if Goaranacillin is right for you. Like all medicine, Goaranacillin has side effects which include headache, nausea, vomiting, stomach bleeding, bleeding from the ears, nose, and eyes, uncontrolled diarrhea, stomach cramps, yellowing of the teeth, hair, and toenails, warts, hair loss, dry mouth, constipation, and stomach cramps. Mm. And apparently, it's still under review and has not been still yet. Still under approved. review. There's a lot of stomach cramps involved. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Is they're, Nick been taking it? We're trying to get past that uh, side. I can vouch for that. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry. It's <laughs> all <laughs> right. Yeah. I think, I think anything that we can do to streamline some of these processes, even when um, conditions are caught or thought to be uh, need, in need of more evaluation and scrutiny, there should mm -hmm. still be a faster um pipeline to get those things worked through sounds like things are more cost effective though. um yeah um, slowly but surely slowly yeah. but surely just like the no tams thing you know because no tams of course they're just a bunch of garbage jeff found yeah. a lot of sound clips there hasn't he yeah liz is making fun of my finding sound clips that <laughs> that's one that's on my stream deck console here oh, good. You know, that, it is a, it is a ones, favorite it's definitely it is a favorite is that so, a so good the easy thing? find the, the ones that you thing. don't even have to search for <laughs> exactly like yeah. jingles doesn't care no. that's what she said <laughs> come on man all right <laughs> okay it's feedback time is it feedback said, time yeah okay let's do some feedback then what do you guys think yeah Yay. you're doing okay nick hey you, you need to go to bed yet uh i can be stick around for half an hour okay, okay. cool so let's continue then uh, quickly. Um, three feedback three. from Sam. 
You're going to play the bumper? No. <laughs> You're going to play the bumper? The bumper? Oh, feedback bumper. Yes. I'm going to play the bumper. Of course I will. Liz? Okay. Why would I forget to do that? That's the beard. Captain. Incoming message. So Sam writes in with this very um, interesting feedback title, Sam Bo- Bolog. And uh, the title of his feedback is, How Do They Pack That Fudge? I'm not sure I want to know. That's fine. We can just. I, yeah. I'm I'm not what, really what? sure that we should talk about. Oh, wait a minute. He is referring to uh, when Captain Nick uh, and I were talking. Oh, about, now I really don't want don't to Don't blame it on me. <laughs> It's a, a pastry. It's a pastry thing uh, about the, the, the Airbus A380 and the fighter jet. And the captain of the A380 came back and said something about a chocolate uh, filled pastry. And so we kind of went, well, I'm not sure. You know, and he said, the pastry, as far as I know, is a chocolate eclair. And uh, so I'm eclair. thinking. Or eclair. Sorry. Um <laughs> So, hang on. <laughs> I'm only making fun of you because he included a thing that gives the preferred pronunciation. Eclair. Oh, did I? Where? <laughs> pronunciation. Oh, eclair. Okay, okay. I, okay, I see it now. Look, you guys just shut up. In the middle. You guys are <laughs> you being mean. Like, you guys just shut up. You guys are so <laughs> mean to me. Shut mean. up. So I added. I should not have added this. I did that. I did this. Just oh, you did that. You included it. In this discussion, it. <laughs> I'm the one that put this here from Wikipedia. And the eclair, eclair, excuse me, is a long French pastry mm, uh, made from choux pastry. Choux pastry, yep. Uh, filled with choux. Pastry. It's like not, the thing you your, put on your foot. No, that's not, not that kind of shoe. It's a C-H-O-U-X. Uh, filled yeah, with shoe pastry. Yes. Pastry cream or custard and dipped in fondant icing. Did I say that right? <laughs> fondant. Damn it. Close enough. Fondant. <laughs> Dang it. The most popular eclair is probably the chocolate eclair, which is topped with chocolate Fondant? 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 Fondant. <laughs> fondant, yes. Chocolate, we're giving him a complex. Chocolate, like, coating. Filled with chocolate custard or pastry. No, okay, so I'm not going to read any more of this. Well, because ours I'm just get... filled with chocolate custard. I, every eclair that I've ever had has been um, like, a, like a, a pastry with a, like a chocolate um, icing or frosting on top. But the, the, the inside, the filling... Has always been a, a like a white cream kind of filling. That's my experience. Well, we we normally get them with fresh cream, but you can have a creme anglaise. Creme anglaise. Yeah. I think that's perfectly acceptable. Okay. <laughs> can I get anyway? Some but anyway, frosting on mine is that an eclair? No. Uh, anyway, <laughs> treat. I don't think they're talking about an eclair at all. I think they're talking about a pan au chocolat. Ah, no, that's like a oui, croissant. That's a, with a croissant. There we go. So what uh, I want to know is why we're even talking about it. Uh, <laughs> it's <really> like, <laughs> I know something. I'm starting to feel hungry. Sam, like, you know, thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> this is from the next one from Texas Amleshock. Uh, 
the ones who made it possible. I don't know what he means. I don't know when you'll be getting to this. Probably never. Ah, we actually got to it. We got to it. But as I write this, it's the 27th of May. Oh, this is pretty quick. That was not like a week ago. Don't be snarky, Texas and LaShock. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be. Oh, yeah. Texas and LaShock is being quite snarky. What significance does that make? Well, it happens to be the day one of the most famous hunts in military history came to an end. Yes, the 27th of May was when the infamous Bismarck was finally sent to a watery grave. Why am I bringing this up? Well, Texas, we are all wondering why. Um, <laughs> yes, right. Well, as we all know, one of the key moments in that chase was when the swordfish torpedo bombers of the carrier Arc Royal, Royal. or would it be Royal? Arc Royal. Royal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, every time he hits the buzzer, though, he takes a drink of his beer. I'm a little worried about this. Game well, it's, it's a drinking game he's <laughs> playing. To, you missed that part Every time he mispronounces something, yes. he has to drink. <laughs> I think everybody should. Um, mm. Mm. There we go. Okay, are we ready to yeah, proceed? Nice. Okay. So... One of the key moments in that chase was when the swordfish torpedo bombers of the carrier Ark Royal managed to cripple Bismarck's steering, leaving her no other choice than to sail directly into the teeth of the Royal Navy. Well, I, I know it's Royal Navy. I don't know about that. Uh, I think they just went around in circles. I don't <laughs> think they sailed into any teeth. Uh, well, that's not as interesting a story, Nick, so <laughs> let's, let's don't say that. Okay, it didn't come without mishap, though. When the planes found a target, they swooped in for an attack, only for it to turn out that they were attacking the HMS Sheffield. Yes, <laughs> that rather upset them. Okay, <laughs> so wait, let me get this straight. Were these British pilots flying these? Uh, yeah, tor- absolutely. The, the, okay. Yeah. They're yeah. pilots, not part uh, but of the, British not, not familiar with Not their finest moment. Yeah. yeah, you think they'd have better Navy pilots, not, oh, not at pilots. all familiar with British naval, naval. vessels. No, of course not. Naval pilots. <laughs> anyway, fortunately for all involved, the torpedoes all detonated well short of the ship due to faulty magnetic detonators, saving the ship from a tragically ironic doom and saving the swordfish from attacking an actual target with defective weapons. They flew yeah. back to Ark Royal, rearmed, and took back off. Meanwhile, Sheffield had settled back to shadowing Bismarck when those blasted planes came back with new torpedoes. I'm sure Sheffield was thrilled to see them again. The plane signaled down, which way? Sheffield says, that way. <laughs> <laughs> the swordfish goes that way, don't find anything, come back this way and ask, which way? <laughs> Sheffield answers, that way. Now, get those torpedoes out of here, you're making me nervous. This time they find the right target and deliver the fateful blow. Now Bismarck sails into the waiting trap and begins her final stand. Amid the mass of fire and flying steel that that portion of the Atlantic becomes that evening, the swordfish come back with more torpedoes. They inform the fleet they are ready to attack and are told, no. No? Seriously? No. The Royal Navy was not going to let a capital ship be put down by these annoying flying things and their oversized torpedoes. Bismarck was going to be sunk by battleships, damn it. But we lugged those torpedoes all the way over here. Couldn't we just... No. There's too much shell fire in the air. But you could just cease fire for about a minute or so. Out of the question. And so 
The swordfish had to watch sullenly as the battleships of the Royal Navy claimed the glory of sinking Hitler's vaunted ruler of the ocean and then had to lug those torpedoes all the way back to the carrier, no doubt commiserating at each other about being denied their last shot at her with something like, if it wasn't for us, they would, wouldn't have even caught her. So anyway, on this day, the fleet air arm made it possible for Bismarck to be caught only for those sluggish battle wagons to hog all the glory. Until next time, this is Texas Amleshock signing off. Yeah, he always you know, uh, elucidates a lot of um, aviation history. Now, Captain Nick, I, I'm sure you have a thing or two to say about this. Oh, I think it's an extremely... In fact, I think the quotes are taken exactly from what the pilots were said. They weren't the least bit relieved that they were going to be uh, given a chance to avoid entering the lethal uh, anti-aircraft fire that the Bismarck was capable of uh, putting up. Um, they weren't... Yeah, they were totally happy <laughs> yeah. to avoid that. Uh, yeah, I think it's great. Um, marvelous chap. So the thing was that that's, that swordfish was ill-equipped to attack a, a damn great big uh, battleship. Um, and it was only because they went so slowly and the Germans uh, either couldn't deflect their weapons enough or they were fusing their shells for aircraft that were they were expecting to come in much faster that they survived at all, but they were still... A number of losses. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the Navy sank it because just because, uh, I mean, an air, a Royal Naval aircraft is just an extension of all the other weapons available to the Navy. So I don't think um, they would have had that much more kudos if it had been sunk by a swordfish as opposed to a battleship. I moved away huh? from uh, our. Uh screen for a moment but is jeff frozen or is it just me i don't know he looks very still i might point out though that uh the uh, fleet air arm that a flying division of the mm -hmm. royal navy had their moment at the battle of toronto which they celebrate still today uh, to this day um with a usually a big um mess dinner uh, and the um, dessert is often created uh, to be a replica of uh, the Battle of Toronto, made out of jelly and ice cream and whatever. And they all have fun Chocolate uh, dipping their faces in that, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I'd That's when uh, the but Royal I'm Navy so... sank half the Italian uh, yeah. Navy that were in harbour overnight because they didn't go out at night because they didn't have any radar and um, were worried about so were bumping into things. Things that go bump in the night in the ocean. Yeah, whereas mm -hmm. uh, the Royal Navy had a lot of radar, so they were quite capable of uh, firing at night. Excellent. Excellent. Anyway, well, uh, where's Jeff gone? I don't know. He, um, I guess his internet has uh, decided to fail him again. Well, not sure. He hasn't that? messaged so, oh, uh, last time this happened, he had a power failure, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, shoot. What's, I would uh, expect his phone saying? would still work, though, if he were. Uh, just talk to Jeff. He doesn't yeah. really know what's going on, but he's trying to get back. So just uh, 
vamp for a little bit, will you? Can we can we cover the next story? Yeah, 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 keep going. Okay. Do you want me to? Where we got to? Uh, Number five. Do you, do you want to do it or shall I? Sure, I'll go ahead. Um, okay. Yeah. So actually, it's addressed to you, but I'll read it here. This is from Andrew Martz, who is in our chat room at the moment. So thank you, Andrew. For All right, reason. excellent. He says, "Hi, Captain Nick, and everybody else." Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> I have a response to the. You should United... got that bit right. <laughs> I have a response to to the United Fleet nose number feedback. I don't think I was there for that feedback. Um, I've known of this website that tracks the entire United Airlines fleet and logs tail numbers and fleet quote nose numbers. It also tracks paint livery status, cabin layout, and renovations. Wi-Fi status, and of course, the ever-important and rare Channel 9. Since you took an interest in how United numbers their planes, I thought you would find this interesting. Uh, and he gives the link to the website, and that is from Andrew Bertz. And I was yeah, I had a look at that, Andrew, yeah. and um, it wasn't able to answer the questions I was posing, which was what elements of that number... Uh, how, how do they devise the elements of those numbers? In other words, do they? Part of it obviously is from the aircraft registration. I understood that, but I didn't understand how the rest of the numbers in the nose number, um, how they created it. Was there a, a pair of numbers for the fleet, uh, and did that change uh, at all? And uh, um, et cetera, et cetera. So. Uh, uh, a nice thank you very much indeed for finding that website and uh and pointing me in that direction but i wasn't actually able to gain any more um information there was another the feedback that we had and i think you guys might have already gone over it with regards to that one or maybe not i'm not sure um, not but you said the um and the 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 nose numbers, those are those aircraft numbers, correct? So, like, all the 319s start with 4 or 40, and then they seem to be numbered in order. Yeah, the, the and... confusion for me was that um, some of them started with 20, some of them started with 24, yeah, uh, yet so... they're all 777-200s. Uh, so four, four, uh, I didn't quite understand why there was a difference. It didn't answer mm. all the questions, but... Uh, it wasn't really for my benefit. I I don't have a lot of interest in the <laughs> United Nations. What? Numbers. You don't care about the minutia It was for the chap who wrote in, yeah, with the model, wondering what that, that number was. That was Sam Bolog. Sam Bolog. Well, we know it's a nose number. But yeah. There you go. We, uh, we, know, <laughs> we know Sam's Bolog has a, uh, a nose number of one of the very first triple sevens, but we didn't know what... Um, how they what came up with yeah. that number. Yeah, how they were devised. Okay. Well, thanks so for... So keep working, back, Andrew. Yes. Thank you, Andrew. And... Got, you're, oh, you're, you're freezing momentarily a little bit there, Jeff. I don't uh, know so on. I'm not... I'm not good. You're here, not huh? smooth, baby. No, not good. Uh, you're not you're 100%. Broken. Yeah, a little Well, broken. I don't know. My hotspot that I had hardwired decided to just stop Look. are you guys still hearing yeah me? you're freezing again Damn. no well yes yeah, but you freeze, you freeze from time to time and then we're not sure if you've stopped talking or if it's just uh, uh, 
cut like it cuts out. Okay, let me check something here because it's saying that my AT&T hotspot has run out of bandwidth. Um but I know that I just What's paid happening? for another month's month's worth. Can, did you hear that? Yeah, heard yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know okay. when I'm frozen and when I'm so not. Tough. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um okay you're frozen me... again now now you're Ugh. back you just like it's just sort of every well, few seconds it's getting pretty close to yeah. uh pack it you should take off you guys sort it out oh, oh thanks yeah. okay uh-huh he's yeah, bailing out like, tech problems. With... this is my cue perfect <laughs> oh, perfect <Right>. moment <laughs> yeah thanks a lot right. Nick. leave me uh <laughs> Yeah, thanks. Thanks, everybody. Leave me with some ideas for a show title, and uh, I'll see, chat to you guys next week. Yeah, I got yeah. I got an idea Sleep for your well. show title. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to think. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thanks Bye. very much. See you, Nick. Good night, Nick. Bye. Cheers. Let's see if I can, can figure all this stuff out here. So okay. uh, at the end, to a, uh, uh, we'll just pretend like... Um, this is the normal end to the show, and like Jeff was saying, stay tuned next week for the uh, full report from the podcasting uh, division of the NTSB to figure out what the heck happened here. Uh, but if you'd like to learn more about the show, you can go to our website, that is airlinepilotguy.com. All kinds of information there. You can um, go to the link at the top where you can, there's a drop-down menu with all the information on how to contribute to the coffee fund, find show episodes, plain tales, um, our library managed by Tiffany. You can find the link to join us when we record the show live. So good stuff there. Uh, you can also find us on social media websites. We are on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash airline pilot guy or head over to Twitter. We are at APG Crew, and you can find our individual Twitter handles pinned to the top of the page there. Captain Nick likes to post our uh, weekly artwork on Instagram. We are also APG Crew on Instagram. And if we can make this work, I don't know if Hillel is able to uh, access Jeff's flagging bandwidth to give his report from the shower. Okay, but I'm dripping wet. APG listeners, please join us on our Slack team. Slack is a communication, coordination, and sharing platform that works on your mobile, laptop, or browser. On Slack, we share news and ideas. We suggest episode and plain tales topics. We plan events and meetups. To get into the Slack team, please email me at slack at airlinepilotguy.com. That's S-L-A-C-K, Sierra Lima Alpha Charlie Kilo at airlinepilotguy.com or send me a tweet with your preferred email address to at Hillel and I'll send you an invitation. That's Hillel spelled Hotel India 11 Echo 1 and see you in Slack. Thanks, Hillel. Sorry, Jeff, I might have used all your skin lotion. I know. <laughs> Thanks, Steph, for. Does, does he ever replace any of the stuff that he. No. Uh, yeah. He just waits for me to come back from a trip, and then I just grab all the skin lotion and shampoo and conditioner hotel. and yeah. soap that I can find. You know, some hotels have gotten smart now, and they just leave it like bolted to the wall. And I know, and I'm thinking, shower. okay, how do I outsmart them? Maybe take an empty container. <laughs> bring, bring your own empty <laughs> containers. <laughs> I think if you can still hear me, um, 
Yes, it's, I think it's it was, approved I, somewhere. I heard uh, it was something uh, somewhere that I read that uh, an airline pilot, a long-time career pilot like myself, uh, had a discussion with their with their family, and uh, uh, basically um, they said that they thought that, I guess they did some kind of a like an overnight at somebody else's house that were not in the aviation world, and they said... You would not believe this, but they had like huge bars of soap and <laughs> huge bottles of shampoo. <laughs> yeah. I've never well, seen anyone, that. anyone who's lived in a household where uh, at least one member travels regularly or stays in hotels regularly just thinks that it's normal to have tiny little bars of soap and like shampoo like, and lotion yeah. and things. I didn't know that such thing existed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mutant soap. <laughs> or to just have a big basket full of all the tiny little soaps. Yeah. I have to yeah, say, that's... 90% of the smoke, uh, the smoke, the soap that I've used in shampoo, well, not so much the shampoo, but definitely the soap, has been hotel soap. So, thank you, hotels, for your contribution to my life. And everybody else thanks you as well. And uh, so, well, we also want, uh, as far as uh, if we're still on, uh, we'd like to thank Liz our producer I'm here thank you so much for you're welcome trying to keep trying to keep this all on ra- on the rails uh, I know that's uh, kind of a tough thing technical to issues do. that happen yeah tech issues definitely happen and uh, I do apologize for that somehow I'll cobble all this together and make it sound reasonably good yeah it'll be good it'll be we'll see smooth. but um, yeah so we're going to put all that uh, feedback that we didn't get to in today's show on to the next show and uh, we want to thank you for listening and uh, thanks Steph for, for coming along even though you're not feeling Great well and uh, always happy to be yeah. here I hope you feel better soon thank you. and uh, with that we're going to wish all of you clear skies unlimited visibility and tailwinds take care and God bless cheers y'all bye everybody yeah he's up in the sky Good day. I used to be such a good, good pilot. Till I started APG I opened doors for little old ladies I helped them to their seats Airline pilot guy I fly America oh, Airline pilot guy He can't land in heavy fall oh, I got no friends cause I'm always flying I just don't have the time But I can land this old plane I can land it just fine Airline